What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Ya yeah, No No Ya. Yeah. In this episode, we are joined again by our friend Keelan, who was on an episode in the past. And in this one, we are talking about the Star Wars prequel trilogy. It's a divisive set of movies. You love them or hate them. And all three of us had pretty different opinions on them. So it should be an interesting enough discussion for you guys. And we had a lot of fun talking about it. And we hope you have fun listening to it. As always, keep an eye out in the description of the episode for our link trees to our social medias and the poll on Spotify, and feel free to send us any questions, comments, whatever you want on our Instagrams, reach out to us. And lastly, we have a pretty big announcement, but we do now have a Patreon. So if you want to support the podcast, check out the link tree, as I mentioned before, to all of our social medias and the link to the Patreon. We would greatly appreciate it. And of course, we have different benefits to donating to the podcast. Anything from being shouted out at the beginning and end of the episode to coming in to listen live or even hopping on a bit to talk with us. It all depends on how much you donate. Like I said, we would greatly appreciate it. The option is always there, but it would help us out a lot and we appreciate any more support. So just want to let you guys know about that. But anyway, let's get into the episode. Well, you could introduce uh, the return of our guest if you want. Ah, the return. Yes, of our <laughs> the long-awaited the... guest. <laughs> long-awaited return. It's only been a few months. Keelan's back. Was it? Men came out in like June. <laughs> Shut up. Say hi. <laughs> H- hello. I am Saul Goodman. No one will get that. <laughs> they can't see Discord. Well... You know, make it make it work. No, make it work. We're talking over Discord, and Keelan's picture is Saul Goodman. So I said it feels like we're talking to Saul Goodman, and that I need him to defend my case in this episode because I'm worried about what we're going to talk about. Quinn is on one very far side, Keelan is on the other very far side, and I'm in the middle. So I'll act as the ref. Okay, I'll calm you guys down. Well, actually, I'm in the middle. Well, <laughs> if you're in the middle, I'm worried about who's on the other far side then. Oh, you mean literally in the middle? I'm literally yeah. in the middle. How are you literally in the middle? I don't know. Maybe it's different on your Discord. Oh my god, stop referencing Discord! <laughs> oh, sorry. Look, okay, I, I had a long night. I watched like two, three, two and a half hour movies and I watched fucking Saw 2 again. My brain is fried. <laughs> Fair enough. Why did you watch Saw 2 again? He watched again? Twilight the other night. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> it's alright. That sounds. Twilight isn't that bad. <laughs> I'd rather watch Twilight than any of the Saw movies. Twilight is okay, I think. It's all, it's all right. The first yeah, one's the first all right. one's decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to episode seventeen. We have our return of our guest Keelan, and we're talking about the fucking Star Wars prequels. Yay! Yes. Hell yeah! That but we gonna... can wait a bit. I don't. We don't need to jump right into the fire. I I know I'm gonna. It's gonna be a big episode. Uh... That's that's gonna be the main topic and then we'll i mean but we'll start yeah. off with something small i mean th- yeah that, sure. i mean that's the reason why i introduced like the good and bad thing is to break ice like this so that we can just get into the flow better so we should just do that <laughs> which i knew if you brought up uh look i literally cannot think of anything I like can't like think of anything good or bad really good and ba- no good or bad my life is so monotonous that it's just there's yeah i really don't know i really don't it's gotta be something i'm having keelan stand in for me for this segment (laughs) (laughs) 
It should let the guests go first anyway. I'm, I'm even yeah. more monotonous. What are you on about? Like, there's nothing... <laughs> the only good things that happen are, like, movies. I watch a movie and I'm like, oh, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Nice. <laughs> and in terms, movies are our life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, there's nothing else to my personality. Okay, well, what's a bad thing? Oh, where to start? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I always lay in bed waking up in the morning the day of trying to think of it and I never can. Honestly, like with with the good thing, I I was so I was struggling for like an hour to like think of things while I was like doing the timestamps on the last episode. I just I can't think of anything good at all. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. uh, I feel like this segment is always just depressing. I feel like we need almost a new cold open, a similar a new like icebreaker. Yeah, but I mean I don't know. I'm sure there's Wait, a lot. Did of you stuff. listen to the new Bjork album? Oh, I have listened to <laughs> some of it. I haven't finished it. I still don't really know what to think about it. I I might just need to listen to it again. I don't know. That, that, Do that, you like it? Um, I've heard one song from it. I like that one song, but I still have to listen to it all. But like, there's so many fucking albums coming out recently. It's not bad. I just I'll always miss the old Bjork. You know, I just like the old Bjork. She's always reinventing herself, and that that that's cool. I like that. But yeah, like the first couple of first, like what, four or five Bjork albums? Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Insanely yeah. good. First, like three for me. But yeah. Fuck yeah. Bjork. Mm-hmm. Woo! What's, what's your, what's your yeah. favorite Bjork album, man? <laughs> We've already talked about this shit. It is not Volta, though. I'm telling you, you're getting that mixed up with Vespertine. No, no, no. I'm I, sure you are. No, no, no. I like Volta. I also like Vespertine. Vespertine I'm just saying, I, I happen to like Volta, but apparently no one else does. <laughs> No, it's surprising, yeah, because as somebody who doesn't really like her that much, even Bjork fans think that's her worst album, so. Do I care? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just weird. It's just surprising. I don't know. I mean, it was just debut post Vespertine Volta. That's the only ones I can think of that, like, I noticeably liked, but I don't I, I don't love any of them, honestly. So. Mm-hmm. Blasphemy. There's only one topic that I've brought, really. The only thing that we could talk about, really, is uh, the Deadpool 3 announcement. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, because I just got really pissed off about that, like, immediately. (laughs) I felt like it might make a good conversation. Yeah, like, I I was talking to you about this, Liam. I I was kind of going back and forth on that. Like, my immediate reaction was like, no thanks. No, no. Like, Mm. they're... Logan was like such a perfect send off for the character Wolverine, and yeah. the fact that he's like coming back is just like it kind of dampens that, but also it doesn't because like we've already been through the experience of watching Logan. So like I, I think I said this to you, Liam. Like when you watch Logan, you're getting the experience as is intended, and in a way, him coming back for Deadpool three doesn't really matter in that sense. But uh, I mean, I think I think it's I I still think it's kind of a bad idea. But like I was kind of on board. And then I realized it's being directed by Sean Levy, who directed fucking Free Guy. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, no thanks. I didn't know that. Big red flag. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, because what? His last two movies had Ryan Reynolds in them, fucking Free Guy and The Atom Project. Why Why not the guy who did Deadpool 1 and 2? Three Three different people have directed Deadpools now. The second one was David Leach. The first one was yeah, Tim Miller. True. Oh, I thought it was mm-hmm. I thought it was David Leach for both for some reason. No, David Leach only did the second one. Oh, well, I thought he'd return because he he did pretty fucking well with the second one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I prefer the second one to the first. Like, the first one hasn't aged all that well, in my opinion, but the second one's still fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's writing them, though? Like, have they all had the same writers? Because that's what's really kind of important. I think Ryan Reynolds has always had an input in the writing. Oh, my God. 
one, two, three, four, five different writers. Okay, so 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 I think the main three that have always stuck around were like Rhett Reese, Paul Wernick, and Ryan Reynolds. They they've been involved in like the, the first two at least, and then Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick also did um, Zombieland and more recently Spiderhead. And then the other two writers that they brought in were writers for um, Bob's Burgers. Oh, fuck me. Is there anything <laughs> noteworthy here? I mean, like, Zombieland, like, the first one is good and yeah. stuff, and the second one is, like, enjoyable, but it's, like, not special, really. It's pretty generic. I was just gonna say, I mean, the, yeah, the director is, like, it's concerning, but, like, yeah, the right. I feel like as long as the writing stays funny, that's what matters to me about a Deadpool movie. Like, I don't know. His last two movies weren't good, Sean Levy's, but... I'm still hopeful, and to be honest about the Wolverine thing, I don't really care that much. I'm like, I'm actually excited to see Hugh Jackman come back. Like, yeah, it probably does take away from like the viewers' experience, like their send off of Wolverine. But I mean, just to see him come back and maybe in the comic, finally in the fucking comic suit, that could be cool. So at this point, I don't even care. Like, bring him back. I mean, we'll we'll always have Logan, but look, I. I keep saying that, you know, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is like one of the best castings ever made, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like he just is so perfect for it. But like it, it really just does dampen the way you look at Logan now, like especially for people who are like, you know, I don't know, growing up now or like watching the X-Men movies now or whatever or getting into Marvel and all that shit. Logan isn't going to have as much of an impact on those people because they know that Wolverine's going to come back later. Mm -hmm. There, There is also the fact that like, you know, they made this announcement and then afterwards they came back and they're like, oh, we just want to clear up, by the way, that like Logan is still the last movie. This takes place before Logan. It's like, yeah, we fucking know. <laughs> like, we know that. But like why bring him back even like still it's yeah. just so stupid i figured with like the multiverse shit now they would get some other version of wolverine like that would be cool i'd be fine with that but hugh jackman he just like i don't know why he didn't just like hang it up and let it go so would you rather have them like recast wolverine or just never bring him back at all or bring hugh jackman back like out of those three i'd rather not I'd rather not bring the Hugh Jackman version back. Mm. They can bring back a version of Wolverine that's like multiversal, like I said, which is what Deadpool is probably getting into now more as well. Hmm. I I don't know why. I don't know. I just don't know why they did it. It frustrates me. Yeah. But I mean, I'm always looking forward to seeing Hugh Jackman more. I love him. He's a great actor. But yeah. But like, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's comic books. Like, there's always going to be different interpretations of certain characters. But like, you know, I think some should just kind of be left alone like i don't i don't want them yeah. to retread hugh jackman's wolverine i don't want them to retread Pat patrick stewart again i mean they already did in fucking multiverse of madness but yeah <laughs> yeah and i really didn't like him in that honestly it was just the writing in that for him that was weird i thought you know i don't even think they should go back on fucking toby spider-man if they're thinking of doing a fourth because like i'm fine with just the three as they are mm -hmm. That's why that's why No Way Home like works for me is because that was like something where like I'm I'm pretty sure at least that Toby isn't going to come oh, back. Yeah. It just looks like he's just, you know, in there for a little bit of fun and then he's gone. Like mm -hmm. why not do that with Hugh Jackman later at some point, but not have him back like ongoing. Yeah, like No Way Home was just mm -hmm. like fan service the movie and like it worked as that. It, it like the tr yeah. the three Spider-Man teaming up that's fucking awesome. Since it's came out, I've been kind of more indifferent on the movie, but the fact like any scene that I have rewatched with them is still so fun because it's just the three Spider-Man together. It's so fucking cool. I even watch some like occasionally. I just watch some like theater reactions on YouTube and stuff like that, and I'm like, this is adorable. Like, listen, to all these people having a great time. That shit just annoys me. <laughs>
It's it's cute. I think it's. Just I mean, cute. to be fair, No Way Home was like the first time I'd experienced that in a movie. Like, because like everyone's pretty much not even Endgame. No, no, no one for Endgame. There's there, there's what? kind of like an energy in the theater when like yeah when like Cap got the what got Mjolnir. There's like an energy, but there's no like cheering or anything. But for No Way Home, when when fucking when Andrew jumped, jumped through the portal, like there was fucking cheering. There was clapping. And hmm. after <laughs> Dude, my my theater had people like my theater had people like standing up during Endgame <laughs> like they were going fucking mental. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, the the, the only two cheers during No Way Home were Andrew and for some fucking reason Venom. <laughs> Venom. Oh, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Why Venom? <laughs> because it's just uh, like ooh, it's Venom. Yeah, but like just Andrew, not even Toby. Wow. Not even anything. I mean, else. Andrew is like the height of it. Daredevil. <laughs> Was dead silent for Daredevil. No, same here. Mine oh, were dead fuck. silent for Daredevil too, and I was just like, really? Like, am I the only fucking person in here that knows this Daredevil? I even told you like what what how I reacted. I was just like, huh! like because mm-hmm. I wanted to scream like everyone else, but then no one else is screaming, and I was like, oh. A okay. lot of people just don't watch the Netflix series. Yeah, I don't know. And by the way, have you seen what Daredevil's looking like right now? Oh boy, <laughs> I see what he's doing. I am doing. not liking it. <laughs> I see. Or who he's doing. He looks goofy and I hate the it. The costume is fine. The costume is like comic accurate. It's fine. The costume is comic accurate. You have to at least give it that. I know, like but it trying. doesn't make it good. No, I know. But I haven't watched the show, so I don't know. I've only seen that one clip of like Dare- Daredevil and She-Hulk reacting and it's horrible. It's, oh, I hate it. Because <laughs> like Daredevil's just, just like jumping around the place like he's fucking from the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> just wait all right that's that's the only way i can describe his movement because he's just like floating and like jumping all over the place and it's just like oh i don't like this i mean that's the way i look at him now like he's just like i saw this one shot of him just like in that new suit like smiling all goofy and shit and i'm just like this isn't daredevil he's like he's meant to be dark and edgy and fuck (laughs) hey characters change that's his character arc maybe he's you know i mean i guess yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think i viewed the toby returning in no way home the same way i'm viewing hugh jackman coming back for deadpool 3 like does it make sense no not really did he ha- they have good send-offs yeah i thought they did but the inner child in me is always going to want to see them come back because they were just perfectly casted and like there's so much nostalgia yeah. there and it's like so i'm willing to like put aside the more like yeah, realistically, yeah, they shouldn't come back. Like, you know, we sent them off. But I don't want to see anybody else as the character. And, like, I would always want to kind of relive those memories. So I'm, it's, I don't know, you know, I'm willing to... It's I'm fine with seeing someone else play the character. Like, if it's a different version of it, like, multiverse. I, I want to like, see someone. That's fine. I want to see someone else take on the character. Like, I, th- I, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, f- I feel like the only thing we're going to have close to that in the next while is the Wolverine game that's coming out. There's a Wolverine yeah, game. Yeah, by the guys who did Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. That's going to be great. That's going to be great. I can't wait. But like, yeah. no, no matter how Deadpool 3 turns out, like, I, I don't think it'll ever take, I don't, I don't think I'll ever fucking stop tearing up thinking about like fucking Laura turning the cross on the side at the end of Logan. Like, that's always going to be so mm. fucking impactful. <laughs> that fucking hurts every oh, it's time. so fucking great. Yeah. It's such a great movie. Like, even the, the fucking forest fight at the end, holy fucking shit, oh, so, Yeah, it's it just awesome. so good. It's awesome. But like, yeah, um, mm-hmm. Deadpool oh. 3 is probably going to be a piece of shit, but it'll be nice to see. It'll be nice, it'll be nice to see not, Jackson. It would have been a great trilogy. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe I mean Sean Levy. I looked at his filmography. He hasn't direct like every movie he's directed isn't terrible. Like I just haven't liked his Ryan Reynolds movies. Like he did fucking Night at the Museum. Like I haven't watched it as an adult, but that was a good movie. I loved that movie as a kid. So 
you it's know? cute. It's fine. I don't know. The cult classic, Real Steel. Oh, he did Real Steel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look at that. He did a movie with Hugh Jackman already, too. So. <laughs> I think he did, like, the first Cheaper by the Dozen. I know he's heavily involved in Stranger did Things. He do, did he do <laughs> Yeah. The first one, at least. Not oh the second, God. so that's good. And then he did the internship, I think, with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Oh, All Jesus of them are Christ. just kind of mid-comedies. Like, they're not really, like, that great, but they're not terrible. To me, that's not a great resume. It's not but, a great I mean, resume, but... It could work. Mm. Maybe Deadpool 3 will be his best movie. Who knows? You never know. Yeah. It looks like the best thing he's done is like fucking This Is Where I Leave You, which is like a movie that very few people have seen. I haven't even seen it, but I've heard it's decent. It's like like some kind of dramedy mm. with like Jason Bateman and fucking Adam Driver and shit. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure that's okay. But like Free Guy. I did want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Free Guy can suck my yeah. dick. I hate Free Guy. Yeah. Holy shit. I think about Free Guy a lot. Yeah. I wish I didn't, but it's sort of same. <laughs> It's just there all the time. Uh, His stupid fucking face with the whole calm. That's all I think of. It's the one thing that we can all agree on in this episode is that Free Guy is terrible. And unfortunately, not everyone thinks the same thing. I don't know how. No, everyone likes it. Not everyone. Uh, most I mean, people. Most like people. It, but a lot of people. I mean, yeah. most people will probably have the same argument where it's just like, oh, you just, you know, you hate fun. Yeah. But like, no, it's not that. It's just, it's really cringe. It is. It's just like fucking mindless non-stop corporate corporations shoving fucking like propaganda in your face of like Fortnite and star wars and marvel it's like what is this movie this like i don't know it is one of the most cynical movies ever made <laughs> i think people like don't understand the line between messy and fun sometimes mm-hmm. like, that was just a fucking mess <laughs> it, it was and i think even though I mean, I compare these two movies, but I think that Ready Player One at least does fan service crap like that way better than Free Guy did. Like that still has characters and like a story. I just feel like Free Guy didn't really have any of that. It was just like for the sake of really doing all this shit. should watch that. We've mentioned it so many times. You should just watch it. There's one vital difference between Ready Player One and Free Guy. <laughs> Ready Player One is fucking what? directed by Spielberg. Oh, that's true. <laughs> It's directed by Spielberg, but it has, like, a way better cast, too. Like, Ben Mendelsohn, right? Yeah. And, like, a lot of yeah, other people yeah. that you like, Liam. So Ty Sheridan and Olivia Cook. <laughs> yeah. It is, like, cheap fan service, but, I mean, still. Well, I mean, Spielberg's not perfect at all. Like, his last few movies have been trash. West Side Story was really good. It just had fucking Anstel Gord in it. <laughs> I didn't watch that. I'm just talking about, like, Bridge of Spies, The Post. <laughs> Fuck The Post. Oh, yeah. I mean, the BFG even wasn't that great. Like, it was all right. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I still think he deserves more credit than you give him, Liam. You're an unnecessary Spielberg hater. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate Spielberg. He's made one of my favorite movies ever. Which? Uh, Catch me if you can. Oh. oh, I still. That's one of the few I still haven't seen yet. Yeah, still I haven't seen, seen Catch Me if you can. I mean, he he made that Jurassic Park. I fucking love that. There is a lost what else? Jaws, Schindler's List. Haven't seen those. Mm. The Terminal. All the Indiana Jones. The Terminal. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Okay, I don't like the terminal. <laughs> he's made like not. He's made a ton of classics. So like, even if although all of his new movies are kind of boring and just like not as good, I mean, he'll always be one of the best directors ever, just because of the '80s and '90s and absolutely '70s. Like yeah. you know, he was directing great fucking stuff. Yeah, I'm not saying he hasn't directed great stuff. I'm just saying like lately. Oh, I know he's mm-hmm. past his prime. He totally is. I feel like his new movie could be great though. I've heard great things about it. What new movie? Which the Fablemans. It has like Paul Dano and Michelle Williams in it. It's basically about Spielberg. Uh, what the fuck was I saying? Spielberg. 
<laughs> Paul Dano's playing Spielberg. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, it, it's basically about like Steven Spielberg growing up and being a filmmaker and all that. And Paul Dano. Oh, it is dad. about himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was joking. I didn't know he was directing a biopic oh. about himself. <laughs> Usually, a director directs a biopic about somebody else. But yeah, I've heard uh, great things about it. And you know, Paul Dano can't go wrong. Well, right. yeah. Has a director ever directed a biopic about themselves? I don't know. Yes. Um, the only one I can oh, think of is a movie I haven't seen, but um, was it All That Jazz? Mm. That's directed by the guy it's based on. And apparently it's like, he's like a real piece of shit and he acknowledges that. So it's just like, oh yeah, I'm oh, a piece good. of shit. <laughs> this is a movie about me. All right. So we are we getting into this, this debacle? Oh no. Hell yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, we should probably keep it like separated, like Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones, then Revenge of the Sith, but start with overall thoughts on the trilogy and then end with overall thoughts on the trilogy. Do we want to start by like our opinions on Star Wars? Because I think that's pretty vital to suss out because like we all, well, I think me and Quinn have like similar opinions on like the franchise overall, but Liam has like really weird opinions. (laughs) As always. (laughs) All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. So, who wants to go first? <laughs> Liam can go first. His thoughts on Star Wars. My my thoughts are just I didn't grow up with them. I think they're fine. I like some of them quite a lot. I don't like some of them quite a lot as well. I I don't know. It's just it's Star Wars. It's just there. <laughs> what what is your favorite Star Wars movie, Liam? You know very well what my favorite Star Wars movie is. the audience doesn't. Yes, they do. I've mentioned it before. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what would be after that, honestly. I have a Star Wars ranking on Letterboxd, but I don't know how accurate it is because I haven't added the prequels into there yet. But yeah, I I like Star Wars, but there's some shit I don't like. I don't have a huge attachment to it like you guys, but yeah. That, that, That is very fair. That's very fair. Mm hmm. And what about you, Quinn? Well, probably similar to you. I mean, I assume you grew up with them. They were Uh probably the biggest part of my childhood. They were, yeah, it's my favorite franchise of all time. Like my whole childhood was filled with Star Wars stuff. And even nostalgia and childhood aside, I grew up older with them, still love them both the originals and the prequels and this the new movies they're mostly good i just don't really like how disney disneyfied it you know they make it feel like marvel now so i mean Hmm. i'm not like a huge fan of the new movies but i still have fun with even those just anything star wars i kind of unapologetically love you know it's as simple as that i i just love star wars and I, i i guess i'd be in between with that then because like I did grow up with the franchise, I'm I'm not I I don't unconditionally love everything about Star Wars. The original trilogy, amazing. Prequel trilogy, we'll get into that. Sequel trilogy, <laughs> I mostly like until the fucking last one. Like I love, I think the Last Jedi is like one of my favorite Star Wars movies, which is a very controversial controversial opinion. I mean, it's it's the same with me, and we've talked oh, yeah. about that. At this point, I don't even know though to hate or love those movies if either is controversial because it is so split. Like half mm. the fan base think yeah. it's the best movie, half the fan base think it's the worst. I'm on the other end. I Last Jedi is one of my least favorite Star Wars movies. Mm. I just don't like the story decisions. I still think it's a beautiful looking movie, but I just hate the story decisions in that movie. I just do. It is one of the like most divisive mm. movies of all oh, time. Absolutely. Like, yeah. No doubt. It is. It really is. The months after Last Jedi came out were like the most miserable months on the internet. It was <laughs> horrible. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fucking chaos. Alright, so let's start with Phantom Menace. Let's go. 
Well, where to start? Where do we begin? <laughs> where do we begin? <laughs> Only money. Only money. That's where I'll start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we could just like talk about the plot of the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of the plot. Like the, I mean, what are you going to do with a Star Wars prequel trilogy? You're going to show like the rise of Darth Vader or the Empire, you know? Mm. So like, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if showing him like this young like as a kid was like the right decision but like i mean you might as well like could have been with a better actor it could have been but like (laughs) i look even though the acting isn't that great because the dialogue they had to work with wasn't that great i still have grown to like i'm i can accept jake lloyd i don't think he's that it's a kid actor it's a 99 movie like it's gonna be. Yeah, cheesy. I mean, I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna like straight up bully a kid or anything yeah. for acting. It's like, I don't care that much, but it's just like it does take away from some things for me because it's like he's just so annoying sometimes. The yeah, thing about it is, it's just like Jake Lloyd is he's terrible, but I don't blame him. I think the actors in all the prequels are just like so poorly directed and like none of them know what the fuck to do because yeah. like half the time they're working against green screens and they're just told like oh do whatever the fuck you want that sort of thing mm-hmm. but i don't yeah. blame jake lloyd and i think like the backlash he got was fucking disgusting like because he was yeah. bullied into a life of misery basically uh, but his his life of misery was like some of his own doing i think if you know the story and all that like he's just mm-hmm. he really did not have to take it out on people like that oh no, absolutely not but like I, I don't think being bullied by the entire fucking world at such a young age would help yeah that'll like drive anybody crazy like in that respect i just feel so terrible for him Mm -hmm. me too yeah i definitely feel bad for him like god like i think that's the one thing to say but like the phantom menace is like (laughs) i don't know how to phrase this i don't think it's as bad as people say but i also think it's as bad as people say (laughs) if that makes sense (laughs) because i enjoy watching the phantom menace i think it's really fucking funny it's really bad but like there's so much funny Mm -hmm. shit in there Watto is one of the best (laughs) star wars characters by far i love Watto. absolutely yep even yeah. if he's a racist caricature, there's some good <laughs> ideas in it. Mm-hmm. But all in all, it's just kind of a pointless movie. Like, it doesn't need to exist. And that's something that has kind of been talked about in the Star Wars fandom, I suppose. Like, there's even an order to watch the whole saga that just cuts out the Phantom Menace completely because it's so inconsequential. Is it only inconsequential because it time jumps like 10 years later to attack the clones? It's it's inconsequential because like nothing nothing happens. <laughs> Nothing happens in the Phantom Menace. It, I mean, really, it is just set up for that character. I think, like, the, if you can tie it back to like things to do with like you know his mother and all that, mm-hmm. like having to leave her and you know go and join all that. Shit. Yeah, I think like, all that's important. Stuff. That is set up. Yeah, like it is all centered around Anakin's character, pretty much. To where, like, if you look at the beginning of the movie, he is a slave living, you know, on Tatooine, and then by the end of it, so I mean, yeah, he loses his mom. He it proves okay. The pod race proves that he's a he can fly or he's a racer or whatever. He knows like, what am I trying to say? Like he is a pilot and like he can do all this crazy shit because he, you know, he's so strong in the force and they talk about that. And then by the end of it, then he's taken under the wing of the Jedi and like it introduces the Sith, it introduces the Jedi and the Jedi Council and the Senate and all this stuff that like it fleshes out the world more and like sets up the characters. So I feel like a lot of it is needed. Like yeah, stuff. I, don't, I don't think that it's like, pointless in the narrative or anything i don't think it's like completely pointless i think it has story beats that can set up this character really well and a lot of star wars lovers would probably want to see the full growth of darth vader Mm. like all of that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah 
because he is such an iconic character. Also, I, mm-hmm. I don't think he even comes into the movie until like an hour in. Would I be right in saying that? It feels like he, it's, it spends like a big chunk like focusing on Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan. Like especially like yeah. the negotiations on fucking with what's his name uh newt gungray like that opening who are scene. also racist char- like caricatures basically every alien in the prequels is racist caricature all their lines crack me up i can't think of a line from newt, Gun- newt gunray right now though is that legal <laughs> just i don't know yeah i don't that's the thing that people do say about the phantom menace like who is the main character like is there a main protagonist i mean is it qui-gon is it obi-wan is it anakin like it does feel like it's not focused because it's not following one person the entire time or like you don't know what you're watching but i think it's just it's just laying the groundwork for so many different things and which can seem boring at the times at times because it is a lot of political stuff. You're just watching like these people sit around and talk about fucking trade federation. And... Way too long. It's just way too long. That I think movie. All yeah, prequels are far too long. Uh, you could say that, but like I. I really just get so fucking bored with Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I acknowledge that it has, like, funny things about it. That's cool ideas, absolutely. But it just takes so much fucking time to get to mm-hmm. things. And I'm oh, yeah. like, it does have the do. slowest at pace. Least, at least the other two move faster. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't, I don't know if it's my hatred of Attack of the Clones, but I disagree. I think Attack of the Clones moves the slowest. I, th- mm-hmm. I think at least the phantom menace like it does have those things to like keep you going which is like it's introducing cool new ideas and one thing i do like about one and three is like i like the art direction even if the cgi is really rough like i think the designs of like all the ships and stuff and the aliens all looks really good like i said it has like really good ideas there like especially when they go to you know that like underwater place with like oh yeah the gungan city yeah that place looks so cool oh yeah as an idea Mm -hmm. in execution not the greatest, but I mean, it, oh, yeah. it just it's, looks really it's cool. Awesome. Boss Nass. Love him. <laughs> Boss Nass. Uh, <laughs> and that's one thing I can say about The Phantom Menace. At least I think out of the three movies, it does use the least green screen. I don't, it might not seem like that, but I think it at least does use the least because like a lot of the sets yeah. are like built sets, not obviously the Gungan City, like they didn't go underwater, but like just overall, like it's less noticeable, all the green screen. So it feels more like an actual movie out of the out of all three but the pace is the slowest and yeah i'm so invested in like the world and the characters that all the slow scenes of them sitting around talking about just boring political shit like Mm. i still i've come to like enjoy that actually just like the more and more i watched it like yeah it's cool like learning how the world works and like you know that's the sign of a super fan i would say (laughs) yeah i mean more power to you like as long as you're enjoying yourself (laughs) yeah yeah but i think that phantom menace has probably the single worst character design and cgi combination that i've ever oh no seen. i know who you're talking about <laughs> do you jar jar it's jar no, jar no not jar oh. jar who it's the commentators oh <laughs> holy fuck <laughs> I man guys i mean they're hilarious they are bad. fucking horrendous little anakin oh my god just lap two i don't know what the hell they say i don't care how they sound they are nightmare fuel to look at like <laughs> they are oh my god they're like I a two-headed it. like whatever the fuck oh, <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable speaking of jar jar we should probably talk about jar jar and i'll go first because i know that i'll have the most unpopular opinion i don't like i don't hate him as a matter of fact i kind of like him i think he is annoying but like i just don't understand the hate the the he's annoying but like 
I mean, he... <laughs> I mean, they sort of threw him out after the first one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, after the first movie? Because they hated him so much. Like, the yeah, they did. So much. I don't... I, I can tolerate him, but I just... I don't know. Still very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the yeah. exact same. He's, He's vastly overhated. He, he, he comes out with some bangers every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Yeah. I, I know. I know. We're not going there yet, but like his first line in Attack of the Clones is like my favorite part of that movie, where he like when he meets Anakin again for the first time, and he's is he's it like, just Annie? No, he, he says something like, "Oh, Misa's so smiling to see you." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then you know, Delo Felagets. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, Delo Fel- He says that. <laughs> Yeah, when he's speaking to um, the Senate. Oh, I remember that. To the yeah, to the Senate. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I never even heard that. He 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 is annoying. He's a bad character. His CGI is bad, but like he's not that bad. He's tolerable. Yeah. yeah. He's just meant to be comic relief, unless you've subscribed to the theory of Darth Jar Jar, which is really fucking convincing. I'm not gonna lie. Like I've gone down the rabbit hole. G- and give I'm, like, people like a rundown of that. For people that don't know about it. The whole idea behind Darth Jar Jar is like, he was, he was like using his lack of intelligence as a front for being like the ultimate like evil. And he was like supposed mm-hmm. to be Palpatine's apprentice. apprentice. Was, that was it, wasn't it? Yes. Like in scenes in The Phantom Menace, you can actually see him like waving his hands in the background, like in such a way that could be like <laughs> yeah. seen as like, you know, Jedi mind tricks and stuff like that. <laughs> Not only that, it sounds funny, but look it's up. It's just so funny. No, I sh- I'm going to find the video just to send to you because, like, there is scenes to where, like, characters are talking and Jar Jar will just be standing in the background where he shouldn't even, You sh- why would you even put him there if he has this, like, head peeked around a corner and you can see his mouth mouthing the same words as characters. I'm not even kidding. It is creepy. <laughs> There's a scene to where, like... And I'm convinced that, and I've done a whole video on Instagram about this too, actually, how it's like convincing. If you really look at the chain of events, which set off Anakin's like fall, it all does kind of lead from Jar Jar, if you believe the mouthing of the words. And I'll quickly explain why, because there is the scene to where they get off the ship on Tatooine. And remember, Padme says that she wants to like go with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan to Tatooine, where they're going to find Anakin. And so Obi-Wan and Anakin don't want her to go with them. But the security guard is like saying the words that Jar Jar is mouthing behind him. And she says like, the queen wants to, I'm paraphrasing, like the queen wants to go with or something. And Jar Jar mouths those words. And so if you believe that he did that, then that aunt Padme go hear me out. <laughs> Padme goes to Tatooine. They fall in love. That is what sparks this whole thing to where, like, in the end, Anakin does fall because of Padme. So, I mean, if it wasn't for Jar Jar mouthing those words, then Padme and Anakin never would have met, and Anakin never would have fell to the dark side, and then the Sith never would have taken over. So, it's all because of fucking Jar Jar, I think. Jar Jar. <laughs> I explain it better in my video. The but, thing is, I, yeah. I, I, I do believe in the theory, but only because otherwise Jar Jar is just like a totally pointless character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty fucking pointless. <laughs> yeah. He is a main character in The Phantom Menace. Then in Attack the yeah. Clones, he's just, he has like two or three lines. And then in mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith, you just see him during like Padme's funeral. I think that's the only time yeah. you see him in that entire movie. Maybe throwing him to the side for the like other two movies wasn't because of the fan like reaction or anything. Maybe it was intentional to make you forget about Jar Jar. <laughs> Yeah. They're thinking of the upcoming Disney Plus TV show about Jar Jar. <laughs> yes. Jar Jar Star Wars story. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I really do think in the, like, ultimately, if this Sith 
theory is just a theory and it like they never were going to do that. I think he was only put in there just because of comic relief because otherwise the movie would be so dry, even more dry without him. Could you I mean, he is at least a personality. You can give him that. It's an annoying personality, but it is like a personality amongst all this really dry dialogue and he he does serve a purpose like he guides them from the gungan city to naboo so i mean like he does serve a purpose in the end and he is the one that grants palpatine uh, ultimate powers in the senate so he kind of another thing to add to the star wars theory of him being a sith he gives palpatine ultimate powers yeah. so anyway he's a crazy character He's he a crazy character, and he's an important character, depending on how you view it. Can I also just bring up, because we haven't talked about it, even if you don't like the prequels, you have to admit, the soundtrack, fucking awesome. Like, they introduce what is my favorite Star Wars theme, Duel of Fates. Like, you have to admit that's an amazing, like, piece of music. I mean, I haven't heard it, like, singly, like, on its own mm -hmm. or anything, but I would probably listen to it. You would definitely it. recognize it, too, after this. because... It's the song they play when, you know, during the climax when they fight Darth Maul, which, by the way, fucking yeah, awesome yeah. fight. While watching Attack the Clones and Revenge of the Sith last night, I realized something. I love the, the soundtrack to The Phantom Menace, but mm -hmm. I don't really like it in the other two, which is weird because I, I always thought of John Williams' music to be the best thing about the prequels. I thought in the I thought in the third one it was quite alright. It's yeah, good, it like but it's good. like it feels like wallpapery, if, if that <laughs> makes sense. It just feels mm -hmm. like generic Star Wars music, whereas in The Phantom Menace it feels very inspired. There's a lot of great tracks yeah. in that. I would say it feels that way now. Like, I mean, with like the sequel trilogy and stuff, I'd say it feels that way more. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, you know, just generic. Kind of but even with the sequels i john williams did create like new scores for the sequels like ray's theme i think is like a really ray's awesome theme is amazing theme. I love i'm gonna yeah. keep going back to it but rogue one fucking incredible score <laughs> I'm i know I, i'm very biased because i just like unconditionally love that mm -hmm. movie but like the opening theme is so good i'd have to re-listen to and it it's giacchino yeah it is michael giacchino but I just gotta say, like, the fucking opening to Rogue One is so fucking great to me just because it's, like, so the other way. Like, you open every Star Wars movie with just... Da, 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 and then, like, the fucking... The title crawl and shit. But, like, this one, it just opens, like, on a one shot and then it, like, pans down and it's just, like, a normal movie. <laughs> and I'm like, this is cool. This is different. I don't know. Yeah. I fucking love Rogue One, man. I can't wait to watch Andor. Yeah. We should probably talk about the characters because we barely talked about True. any apart from Jar Jar and Anakin. Well, we barely talked about Anakin, <laughs> the but like... The two most annoying characters. Yeah. But like there's like Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan, Padme, Darth Maul. Oh, Darth Maul, yeah. Darth Maul is like... I still think he is the most memorable character from the movie, even though he has like no lines. I hate Darth Maul. I think he is one of the worst what? Star Wars villains. <laughs> I think he's badass. Well, he's badass, but he has like no depth. He looks I mean, cool. Yeah, he has no depth. He's basically like a, an attack dog for Palpatine. Like he just sends him to do shit. But yeah. I think his lightsaber is fucking cool. I think his character design is cool. He looks like, I mean, he looks like a devil, you know? The lightsaber is cool. Yeah. And I think his fight is awesome. He's like, the actor was like a straight up gymnast, so he could do all these crazy flips and shit. And like, that was him during the fight. So, I mean, I don't know. I think he's really cool. Have they ever given like any proper backstory to Darth Maul? In the Clone Wars. There's a ton now. Like there's been, I guess now they're Legends books, so they're like decanonized, but there's been books on him. There's uh, like, you know, they flesh him out more in the like the clone wars and rebels yeah. series i think i haven't watched much of the clone wars but i know there's like a huge arc between him and obi-wan that's meant to be really oh, fucking yeah. good 
And there's like a whole tribe of, you know, Darth Dathomirs. Yeah. Dathomirs, that's Dathomirs, the name. Dathomirs, yeah. That stuff, it, it does interest me, but uh, it never, it's never anything that I really wanted to go deep into. Because I know the mm-hmm. Clone Wars just kind of like, it makes the prequels better. Like, yeah. especially like the last season, like the last three episodes, like take place during. Wait, so you don't, you don't want the prequels to be better? Is that why you're not watching it? <laughs> no, just like the Clone Wars has like fucking nine seasons or so. I'm not getting into that. Fuck that. Yeah, that's even I haven't watched all the Clone Wars. Like, it's too overwhelming to take on, but I have heard the last season. I heard it is like amazing and it really ties things about the prequels together even better. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to eventually watching that. But um, I was I was gonna compare um, Darth Maul to Boba Fett. I think they're both the, the reactions to both of them are kind of the same across the two main trilogies. I guess like Boba mm-hmm. Fett was introduced in like Empire Strikes Back, and people were like, "Oh, he's the coolest guy ever." <laughs> oh, that's okay. I yeah, that's There's true. Nothing to him, and then Darth mm-hmm. Maul is like the exact same. Yeah, I um well. I think Darth Maul, he does have more depth or at least things to delve into than Boba Fett simply because Boba Fett is just like, yeah, he was like a generic bounty hunter. He was never meant to be this big character, but Darth Maul at least has a significant spot in like Obi-Wan's life. He killed his master, so he's always going to have this revenge against him, even though he killed him and yet he fucking came back with robot legs. But yeah, that's the thing I never understood about Boba Fett either. Like I don't see why they made a show about it. Yeah. It, literally cuz people just thought he was a cool character and is that literally just it? I mean <laughs> yeah, that's Star Wars. I think he is really good in Mandalorian, but in his own show he's really bad. Yeah. I still like Tamara uh, Morrison. I think he's fucking awesome. Like he has the oh, voice, yeah. he has the look. He's great. Will, will will we will we talk about episode 2 so? <laughs> Are we done with episode 1? Um, Let's quick, yeah, let's just wrap up thoughts on episode one. Overall, I think it's a great, like, I mean, you know. I feel like Quinn's just going to give them all 10 out of 10. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry, but I am because they are so close to me. Like, I'm not saying this with this whole episode, I'm not here to convince people that these are legitimate masterpieces. I'm not here to say, like, you should like this movie or it's good. I just, I'm saying, like, they're so close to me that even though I do realize they have faults, I'll still put them aside and enjoy it for, like, how close they are to me. And, like, yeah, so... That's totally respectful. It is totally respectful. With that being said, I don't want it to sound like nostalgia is just, like, blinding me to all this stuff because I, the more and more I watched it, and I watched these movies, even the prequels I watched, like, once or twice a year. Like, I've watched them dozens of times. And so the more I watch it, the more I understand more and appreciate more of, like, the slow moments, the world building, all of that stuff. So I have to give it a 10 out of 10 because... It's it is flawed, but it's so close to me, and I love it for what it is. Hey, as long as you're having fun, yeah, I can, I can I totally respect. Just that. you wait, just you wait till the Harry Potter episode. Oh boy. Oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewatch them because I don't remember anything. <laughs> That'll probably be like way. That's later, way down obviously. the road. That'll yeah. <laughs> Bad, but also very funny. Three out of ten. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a 2 out of 10. I think it's um, pretty fucking bad. The fact that it's so boring like just really bothers me, even though there are funny parts. But, I mean, it's it's the worst <laughs> of the three for me, personally. To be fair, th- like, thinking yeah. about all this now, I feel like there's a lot of things that we're leaving out that people are going to give us shit for, but, the, like, this is very messy, so whatever. They, they sign up to Yeah No No Yeah podcast. That's what you get. <laughs> messy. Like, we, di- we didn't talk about the pod race. We didn't talk about Qui-Gon much. But you know what? Fuck it. Yes. Can I quick go to the... I have to pee. No. No. Okay. I... (laughs) One minute intermission.
I didn't like that. It's very loud. Was it that loud when you were there? Yeah, I used it. Really? Well, American toilets are kind of weird. Do you, do you want to do you want to talk about American toilets for a while? <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. <laughs> g- g- give us your thoughts on the on, on the American toilets. Could be better. Could be better. Room for improvement. Seven out of ten. They're not terrible though. They get the job done. I heard in Australia they flush the other way. Because you're upside down. Hey. Oh, that's you funny. All right. Well, uh, moving on to the second movie of this amazing trilogy. Um, where to start with this? What are your thoughts on the fan- um, Attack the Clones overall? I agree with Liam that, for me, it is better paced than Phantom Menace. I think the Phantom Menace is just, even though I love it, it is very slow. This at least has, it tries to put a lot more thrilling sequences in it. Like, you know, after Padme is a, a attempted assassination, you know, the fight with <laughs> Jango Fett, the Coliseum <laughs> battle, Count Dooku Yoda. There's a lot more fights in the movie. I think it's better paced. I think it looks worse than Phantom Menace. I'll give it that. But I don't know. I still love it. I love it. I love Obi-Wan and Anakin's chemistry i just think they have like funny banter i i mean i love it almost just as much as phantom menace so you know you could enjoy that. the opening like chase sequence that's fun yeah that was but can we i guess are we saying our opening thoughts i guess before we get into the scene yeah. themselves in rewatching attack of the clones i really wanted to give it some benefit because like i i don't want to hate these movies but like re-watching it it's pretty much solidified itself as my least favorite movie of all time i think it is horrible <laughs> i hate every minute of it like there's two things maybe that i can give a credit for everything else ugh. <laughs> it is horrible <laughs> I had Damn. to get through it in two sittings because I watched up until um, fucking Obi-Wan and Django's fight and I was like, okay, I have to stop right now or else I'll fucking... I had a headache while watching it and it was only making it worse. <laughs> I told you to watch them days earlier, but you decided to watch them both yesterday like an idiot. No, I started I, I, I started Attack of the Clones on Friday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I finished it after work oh, yesterday. <laughs> it's oh there it's i think it's the ugliest movie i've ever seen i I was i said like how i like the art direction in phantom menace and revenge of the sith i can't apply that to attack the clones because everything about it looks horrific i think it's better looking than phantom i disagree the whole coliseum scene itself (laughs) is just like the ugliest fucking thing i've ever seen oh i i hate the coliseum (sighs) scene why do people hate that but overall um yeah fuck fuck attack of the clones i'm never watching it again like i would say the rise of skywalker is my least favorite star wars movie but then attack of the clones exists so i can't even fucking say that anyway the movie opens with an attempted assassination on padme and it's the funniest fucking thing it is hilarious it is the timing of like what he says (laughs) oh we went through that without a hitch boom it's <laughs> yeah well i don't know what he said exactly but yeah it's basically well nothing went wrong and then just fucking two seconds later explosion like it's almost comedy like it's comedic the timing but i never noticed it as a kid but it, it is hilarious I, I forgot it happened but when it happened i just could not stop it <laughs> it was so yeah. funny <laughs> yeah the prequels are horrible with editing because okay i know we'll talk about revenge of the sith later but there's you know the bit in revenge of the sith where um, anakin is like killing all the the new gun rays yeah you know that bit Mm -hmm. 
and and it, it's like obi-wan's just like oh who could do such a thing and then it cuts to attic and just fucking slashing the shit I out of everyone that was it's a, supposed to be like a deadly serious scene you didn't like that it's so uh, funny it was so funny i never thought it was funny i always thought it was like i, th- I actually took it like seriously I compare those two edits because like I think they're both like unintentionally hilarious. I think there's unintentionally hilarious things about kind of that part, but I mean we'll get to that when we talk about Revenge of the Sith. I just love like, you know, it introduces Obi-Wan and Anakin. I really do think that their chemistry and their banter do carry a lot of this movie for me. Some people probably don't think it works at all. Some people probably don't think they have any chemistry, but just like their little like back and forth, you know, it feels like they've been doing this a while. I don't know. It's it's like a heart that to is the most movie. Of what carries it for me, probably. I disagree, especially because like they're apart for half the movie. Well, not half the movie. I think it's like three quarters of the movie. They're apart from each other. They are. Like Anakin goes off with Padme. Yeah, but when they are together, it's nice. And one of my favorite like moments in Attack of the Clones, though, like I mean, just memorable. Like I don't know. I guess visual ideas or whatever that I like in Attack of the Clones is when he visits fucking what's the fucking name of those people? The um, the long neck ones. What are their names? I'm just. I mean, they're on Camino, so I'm saying they're Camino. They're Camino. Yeah. yeah, they're just Camino. Yeah natives i don't know what the fuck it is but like that whole sequence i really liked because it just it was just such a cool Mm -hmm. like visual idea for some reason like the whole planet just looks so like strange and like weirdly creepy but i i Mm -hmm. liked it a lot yeah i love camino and even like the escape scene i think was pretty cool yeah i disagree my man I fucking hate the Camino. You, you will you will disagree with everything in, in regards to this movie. <laughs> I know. Don't you think Camino is kind of a cool planet design, though? No. It is. It's very cool. I don't cool. like it. Really, I don't like it. I think it has, like, the most boring Star, Star Wars locations in, in the entire series. And Camino is only made worse by its inhabitants. Like, those long neck people are... Oh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> That's what makes them cool. They're cool. <laughs> They're so horrifying and, like, so sterile. And it's just, like... It's supposed to be sterile, though, because it's a cloning facility, so, I mean... <laughs> I know it is, but... It <laughs> yeah, it lo- it makes it look like that, like a really weird, creepy yeah, cloning it's out facility. Yeah, it doesn't it's just, excuse like, disturbing, it. but it's, like, cool. Yeah. That does not excuse it. I think it's cool, and I like the, like, the weird um, dragon things, like, flying out of the water, like what Obi-Wan was riding. Uh, or, no, not Obi-Wan, the, one of the long-necked people was riding. That was kind of cool, I thought. I think we should start off by talking about the relationship between Anakin and Padme. Not only is it, like, the creepiest relationship in movie history, <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the most, like, embarrassing, like, attempts at a romance in any movie ever. <laughs> It is the worst part of the movie for me. Every line Absolutely. that comes out of Anakin's mouth is like the worst thing that's ever been written. Like their first interaction together where it's just where she's like, oh, Anakin, you've grown so much. And then she then he's like, oh, well, you've only grown more beautiful for a senator. I mean, <laughs> it's cheesy poetry. Like it's cheesy. And opera, then Padme like- says fucking what? <laughs> oh, Annie, you're always going to be that little boy I knew on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> Which that took is her like friend zoning him. You're, you'll always be that little boy I knew on Tatooine. And then eventually she does fall for him. They immediately fall in love. Yeah. But I yeah. I do think that the romance could have been done better, but the romance is pivotal to Anakin's fall into the dark side. Like he needs that for it eventually fall apart. It's pivotal, but it could have just been written better. On paper, this sounds like a romance novel. Like if you're reading this, like then yeah, it'd be cheesy. But seeing actors say it on screen is another thing. You would find the same lines in the after trilogy. I'm sure, but I think the after trilogy is better written. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. At look, Star Wars at its core, 
they're like B movies. They're like big budget sci-fi B movies. They're cheesy. They know what they are. I kind of watch them to like, I don't watch them for legitimately compelling dialogue, compelling effects and fights like i kind of just like enjoy the campy cheesiness of the look of it the the interactions between characters like you know what i'm saying there are things that are on like a grander scale that are done better in star wars like have Mm -hmm. been done better than this so when it does have those moments i think it's really enjoyable and like it can be pretty emotive sometimes but you can still enjoy like the campiness for sure but i completely disagree with that like as like a summation of what star wars is because like they're both sorry the first two trilogies are like okay as much as i don't like the prequels they are boundary pushing. Mm-hmm. Like he tried so much shit, which half of it didn't work, but he tried it anyway. And, you know, fair play to him. But the first fucking trilogy that revolutionized movies, that fucking inspired a whole generation of filmmakers and inspired lots of fucking developments and like VFX and sound effects and shit. Mm-hmm. And I think calling it like a cheesy, them specifically calling them cheesy B movies, it is little reductive. I mean, I think you can almost be both at the same time. Like they can have their cheesy B movie like traits, but they can also be revolutionary or boundary pushing. You know. Yeah, that's true. You know, I don't think B movies are like just bad and that's it. Like, and they're oh, good no, no, bad. Yeah. As an example, you could look at like the Spider Man trilogy. There's like a ton of like campy and like dumb things about that, but there's also really grand and emotive and like. And that, powerful I think moments. that revolutionized like comic book movies for sure. Oh no, definitely. Yeah. Anything sci-fi about, like, robots and people flying around through the galaxy with laser swords and, like, wizard powers, like, it's gonna be cheesy, so, like, it, I technically, and, like, genre-wise, it redefined things, but, like, I mean, I'm not gonna, it's not like the story is gonna be Citizen Kane or the characters are gonna be, like, these amazing characters, I mean, I don't think so, but. I think the main point that I was getting at is there's a difference between, to me, there's a difference between cheesiness and earnestness, and I think the original trilogy is really earnest and it believes in itself whereas the prequel trilogy i don't even know what to fucking say about them (laughs) because they're so fucking it feels like he was trying too hard or trying too little Mm -hmm. i think he was trying too hard probably the first few scenes of anakin and padme i think anakin just says like shitty platitudes (laughs) like you know oh you're the beautiful fucking woman i've ever seen that sort of thing and like well oh anakin you've changed so much well, you haven't changed a bit from my dreams or something <laughs> yeah. like that. That line <laughs> You're is just horrific. how I remembered you from my dreams. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's creepy. It's really creepy. But I chalk that up to maybe like you know, in the end, this romance between Anakin and Padme. I don't know if it was meant to be some legitimate, earnest, like two-way street romance. In in the end, it's like Anakin is more possessive of her, which that just comes down to his character, like you know, his like. His like that's like hinting towards his like dark side. The fact that like he doesn't even he doesn't know how to have an actual relationship with a woman. He just views her more as like this thing to possess rather than another human. Sometimes that just makes him come off as an edge lord. Sometimes I mean it does. He's like a, he was like one of the original edge lords, pretty much. <laughs> like he was. He just he gives off incel vibes. He does, but I mean like whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's like that thing about you know that thing that like person on letterbox said about alex mm. garland and men where it's like he's the kind of person to ask like <laughs> yeah. where his hug is like that's anakin yeah that's true in terms of what you're saying quinn i'm not sure if the ends justify the means in that in that regard because i feel like to have something as effective as that you'd have to care about the romance at first mm-hmm. i do agree with where you're coming from but i think mm-hmm. if, if if it was to end up that way they'd really have to work to make us care about the romance because it 
looking at like the plot beats it's so tragic it is a really tragic story and it it could work Mm -hmm. but having fucking hayden christensen acting along fucking natalie portman that was a bad idea in the first place i guess yeah (laughs) the more and more i do watch the movie then like i i care about the romance but i acknowledge that it could have been done better like i <laughs> like I realize that the dialogue is so cheesy, but like I kind of I, I at this point I have fun with it. Like it's hilarious seeing him say "milady" and give yeah. a weird, disturbing grin. Like I don't know. There, there is plenty of fun to be had with it, absolutely. But it's like you know when you're trying to take it seriously. If you are trying to take it seriously, it's like fuck, man. I mean, there's space <laughs> operas. That's what they're called you know so it's gonna be like yeah some over-the-top <laughs> exaggerated thing like you know he that's what george lucas kind of intended like it's not some really grounded like you know these people aren't living on earth like these people communicate differently than I, we do i don't know <laughs> you're reaching now i would say okay <laughs> i'm reaching reach. yeah but i think and the i think the reason that anakin is so weird in this relationship is that look this kid grew up a slave on tatooine he lost his mom he was taken into a jedi order which is basically the priesthood for star wars because you can't have sex you can't have relationships you can't have anything and so when he gets stuck yeah, with to be fair it doesn't seem like he had like much of a social life no and so he's basically he was taken in as a kid so he's you know like I don't, he's like, he's had all these things suppressed. He's like a homeschool kid. But he's had all these like desires and like these things suppressed. And he's like been taught to like be this certain way. And then he meets beautiful fucking Natalie Portman. Like, I mean, so he's going to be weird. He's not going to know how to interact with her. uh, 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 I hate Sam. He's not going to be like (laughs) Mr. Smooth. Like, I mean, he knows how to talk to women all of a sudden because he's probably never talked to women. He's always off doing these Jedi missions and like taught to never have relationships. So that can you can chalk that up at least to why he's so awkward with her. He doesn't know how to talk to her, I guess. I don't know. I, I suppose so. But it's hard to watch. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why they'd go about it that way, though. I know where you're coming from, but it's such a bad idea to do that. Yeah. <laughs> we have to try and wrap up some things on Attack of the Clones. Yeah. 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 Well, we can. Yeah. So we'll we'll speed along and like hit some points, I guess. The whole Camino thing, we kind of touched on that. I do think it is weird that like Django Fett would hire this other bounty hunter to go after Padme. Why wouldn't you just go after her yourself? And then yeah. I do love, quickly, I do love the bar scene. I just think that's hilarious. Like, you know, I'm talking about the death sticks scene. Yes. Just little moments are hilarious. Like, you don't want to sell me death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. It, there are funny moments. There are really funny moments, like, in this. I think it's just brought down by the fact that I just, I mean, I guess everything I'm going to say about this movie is just like, oh, no, that sucks. Because <laughs> it is yeah. a movie yeah. that I fucking despise. Yeah. That whole chase sequence between like the bounty hunter and Anakin and Obi Wan, it's so bad. I hate it. <laughs> I like it. I, I thought it was pretty thrilling. I think it's the it's the height of the prequel action, and I hate prequel action. I think the prequel action sequences are horrible. Yeah. Like they're all so fucking floaty and jumpy, and like there's that bit where like Anakin fucking jumps out of the the fucking speeder like onto the fucking oncoming traffic or whatever, and he lands directly on top of the bounty hunter's car. I thought that was that's the force guiding him. That's the force guiding. Him. <laughs> yeah, I think that is like 
Jedi intuition, you know? That's the least of my problems. It's just the way that it looks. <laughs> like, the way he's falling is just so floaty. And it just feels like every fucking Jedi is just, like, they're working on a different plane of gravity, I suppose. Which, I mean, they technically are, though, because, like, you know, they can jump really high, like how Luke jumps out of the the thing in Empire. Yeah, Empire. They can run really fast, like how Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan do in Phantom Menace. So, like... They do, they really do defy the laws of physics. Yeah, don't you I mean, understand the force, Caleb? I don't understand the force. I just... Sorry, no, I do understand the force. I just want to hate on fucking Attack of the Clones. Can we talk about the Colosseum yeah. scene? I, I think that's one of my least favorite Actually, wait, no, wait, no, wait. Before we do that, probably worst scene in the movie is the conveyor belt like thing. Like the factory Ugh. thing. It's like, that just was fucking pointless. awful. The shit with C-3PO and R2-D2 was, like, horrible. Like, C-3PO switching heads and shit. Yeah, I know. That was just like, oh my god, what the fuck? I, I have fun with even that. Like, I feel like, like you said, like, you're just gonna hate on everything in the movie. I feel like I I just have fun with everything <laughs> in the movie. I love everything in it. So, like, even that, even the dumb C-3PO's head getting put on. I can agree with you on things with, like, the with like the opening scene like being fun and all that but like with that one and the coliseum fight i, ca- I can't apparently george lucas like wrote that into the script on the way to the set just randomly like hey how about a conveyor belt sequence i don't know <laughs> i that's what i heard at least that he just kind of wrote that in just last minute so that yeah. tells you something i guess about the prequels right there but whatever i had fun with it just like i had fun with the coliseum sequence i think it's cool seeing all the jedi just so many fucking like i want to see all the lightsabers i want to see all this the, like, the coliseum is just irate it is like a light show it's like a rave honestly like all these fucking lightsabers but before we go into that do you want me to talk about like the few positives i have about the movie sure yes please i like christopher lee he knows what he's doing he knows the movie that he's in mm-hmm. like he i think that i think the scene where he's interrogating obi-wan is like the best scene in the movie because, like, there's actually, like, an air of intrigue when he walks into the room and he's, like, delivering his fucking yeah. lines in, like, a, a Shakespearean type of way. And it's just like, this guy gets Star Wars. This is really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just kind of ruined by, like, where the movie goes and, like, where it ends up at the at the end of fucking episode three. And, yeah, I, I think that's the only serious thing I enjoy about the movie. Mm-hmm. The other thing I was going to say is that shot of Kit Fisto smiling. I think that's <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> things from Star Wars. <laughs> Kit Fisto is the... You'd have to look him up, Liam. Just look up Kit Fisto. He's the guy with the... He's like the squid guy. I don't know what the fuck... He had to describe it. I also just thought it was cool, like, all the the different, like, creatures that were sent out to, to kill um, Anakin, Padme, and uh, Obi-Wan, and, like, however they were... Just all that whole sequence, and... I mean, I don't know. I could go on and on about why I love it. In general, when talking about the Coliseum scene, I think it looks ugly as fuck, and it is an eyesore, and... It's just hard to tell what's going on. Like the coverage is really horrible. It has like one of the worst lines in Star Wars, where f- the fucking line that Yoda says. What was it again? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> that started off strong. <laughs> what is it? Uh, what did he say? Create a perimeter perimeter around them. You must. I don't yeah, know. Or that, that just line. he's giving like orders to the clone troopers, and he's like talking backwards. That's a good impression. Around survivors, a perimeter. Around the survivors, a perimeter create. That line is just like, yeah. oh my god. Can you god. do your Yoda impression, Keelan? No. 
I, speaking of Yoda, and this could be my last like point before we wrap up our thoughts on Attack of the Clones. Like, I do, I know you don't like prequel Yoda, Keelan. I think I saw your Revenge of the Sith review or something. Yeah. But like, <laughs> even though it's way different from the Yoda in the original trilogy, I do love just seeing him, like, you know, because he was a Jedi, you, you know, at some point. And so you're going to see him fight with a lightsaber and do all this. And just, like, him jumping around and, like, fighting Christopher Lee. It's just Ooh. so fucking awesome. He was going hardcore. And how he stopped the lightning and just, like, it. took the energy of the lightning and just, like, kept it. Like, that was fucking awesome. Uh, I despite... Oh, <laughs> I hate prequel with a fucking passion. <laughs> if so powerful you are, why run? <laughs> I think the only prequel Yoda moment I enjoy is like when he like when he fucking confronts Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith and he just like knocks the red guards against the door. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Yeah, we could walks in and That's just amazing. like yeah, but we'll get to that too. Have you seen the behind the scenes footage of the Coliseum scene? Because that made me really just anything good you might say about it. I'm disregarding because i hate the behind the scenes i should watch it it's just like the actors literally the actors just in front of a blue screen waving their lightsabers (laughs) around aimlessly they were just told go wild and we'll just animate around you i mean natalie portman's just shooting like not knowing where she's shooting and then every like all the jedi are just kind of swinging their lightsabers around like in a fancy way and it's like oh my god how did this become i mean it's in terms of filmmaking then yeah it seems kind of sad and just like lazy but i mean it's kind of for the movie that it is like i said it's a big sci-fi movie you're not going to actually have like robots and lasers flying around so i mean you have to do something i don't know but my issue is the lack of choreography because like (laughs) true Sorry, I don't like the prequel combat at all, but like in The Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith, there is a style to it. Like it's based off a very specific style of like martial arts or whatever. Mm -hmm. In the first, in the original trilogy, it was always always like kind of like a regal sword fighting thing. But in the prequel trilogy, it's like an actual martial arts sort of thing. And I think the fact that they didn't do that for the Colosseum really just, it doesn't benefit it at all. It just kind of brings it down and makes it like really boring to watch and just a total slog. Yeah, I the choreography wasn't up to par in that scene compared to the other prequel fights, I will admit. But okay, I guess uh, moving along, I guess anyone else wrapping up thoughts on Attack of the Clones? What are your overall thoughts, Liam? Uh, I don't like it too much. Three out of ten. Uh, I think it has its strengths over the Phantom Menace for sure, but not by that much. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's yeah it moves faster for me but it's not the greatest i don't know it could it could have been way better fair enough but i don't like absolutely (laughs) hate it or anything like that i think it's i mean i love it just as much as phantom menace i have a lot of fun with it i realize it has flaws the love story probably could have been done better the action probably could have been done better i mean everything could have been done better but like i just Yet again, combination of nostalgia, my love for the world, the universe, like the feeling it gives me, the Star Wars feeling. Another five out of five. Another five out of five. So, yeah. Worst movie ever made, one out of ten. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I'm going to reiterate my letterbox review. It is a historic low point for movies. It is... Especially with its budget, is the worst blockbuster ever made. I will ne- I will always stand by that. <laughs> That's all I have to say about Attack of the Clones. That's fair enough. All, all right. right. Revenge of the Sith. Now on to, can we, we can all at least agree that this is the best Star Wars movie. 
Like, out of the prequels, I mean. Not in general, but... I was going to fucking... No, I know. It's... (laughs) (laughs) We can all agree that this is the best prequel movie. After a rewatch, yes. yes. I used to like Phantom Menace things. Wow. But rewatching it, the first half an hour, I was enjoying it. And I was like, wait, is this actually good? And then it just completely nosedives. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a prequel movie. <laughs> See, I uh, we watched it in theaters when I went to visit. And, like, I actually, like, really enjoyed yeah. it for the most part. Like, I mean, it it definitely has its imperfections and its goofy moments. But, I mean, you'll get goofy moments with the whole trilogy. Yeah. So I expected that. But, like, it's really enjoyable. I don't know. I was engaged from start to finish. I was. <laughs> I think... There are so many great Star Wars moments in it. There are so many moments that I'm like, yeah, that fucking rocks. But I think it drags so much. It drags so much. I think one of the the biggest aspects for me is the fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan. I know everyone loves that. That is way, way too long. That is way too long. That should have been much shorter and much smaller scale. I like and some it. of the dialogue as well during that scene. Oh, we'll, like, we'll get to that. We're jumping towards the end. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get sorry. to that. Okay, but the <laughs> the opening shot of the movie I think is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, like the opening shot the of like space with the planet behind it and then the ship. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's like a Star one shot opening basically, but like it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like immediately, it look it's the best looking scene. Mm-hmm. There are very few things in the movie that I have an issue with visually. I think the biggest thing I have an issue with visually is, you know, when like they superimpose, they kind of CGI like fucking Palpatine's face when he's like fucking fighting. Um, yeah, you, a little have bit. Have you ever noticed that? I kind of noticed. Because like, they, they, they kind of CGI over the stunt double's face. It happens with it happens with Count Dooku as well. Mm. Oh, I noticed. I definitely noticed Count Dooku. But Palpatine has like the hood at least. So like, I, oh, you mean in the, not when he wasn't wearing the hood. When he's fighting with Mace Windu. Yeah, I kind of noticed that a little bit. That's the part that's aged the worst. <laughs> but everything else visually looks solid, especially for yeah. a 2005 film. Oh, the only part, and this is in the opening, so we can get into the opening, but, like, yeah, after that opening shot, the only part in the movie that really drags for me, because I disagree, like, I do think this is the best paced Star Wars uh, prequel to where, like, I it's so rewatchable for me, because for me, it really does mm. fly by. It's just, I think it's the, it doesn't really drag other than the opening scene when Anakin and Obi-Wan are in their, like, you know, little starfighter things, <clears throat> whatever, uh, like, that until they land in the hangar that goes on for too long where the robots are getting on their ship and like r2d2 is trying to zap the robots i'm like this is really i noticed it finally i noticed it when we were watching in the theater i was like this is a really long opening and same with the whole hangar rescuing palpatine just that whole sequence it is a big chunk of the movie i I, like noticed one of my favorite things honestly and it's like simultaneously like hilarious and badass and kind of terrible is like um the fucking general grievous like four lightsabers going out like that (laughs) that was fucking like yeah just hilarious bad and awesome i mean i never thought it was bad i thought it was fucking cool because he is like a droid it's so stupid but like it's general grievous is fucking badass he is (laughs) he kind of is yeah Uh, sorry do you have anything else about the opening that whole rescue mission for Palpatine. No, yeah, like, I, I do like that sequence overall. And I, I do agree with you for the most part. Like the stuff with like the bee droids or whatever the yeah. fuck they are. Just like fucking with the, the ships or whatever. That sucks. The worst thing about that scene though, R2. Like his fight with the super battle droids. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was I okay. It. I like it. I it was, 
I thought it was okay. I, I, I think literally before it cuts to like the super battle, battle droids noticing R2 and be like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> like just before, just before that shot, I was like, wait, is this actually good? That is one thing that's always so consistently frustrating with Star Wars for me is that like there are so many enemies that are just fucking brain dead. <laughs> like stormtroopers yeah. can't fucking aim. These guys, they get taken over by a little fucking trash can. <laughs> Yeah, get better like security or something. Like I want to make it a challenge, you know. I think that they come. I mean, to be fair, they are just like robots. They they are they're all operating on this. Well, I know, but that's not much of an excuse, I don't think. Especially because Star Wars is stretched over so many Mm -hmm. years. Like you would think that some things would like develop. (laughs) I don't know. It's just like consistently there's just such bad security on these places. I mean, like if Luke, Leia, and fucking Han could just like sneak onto the Death Star, you know. (laughs) true (laughs) but i guess you could always think like i mean the robots are so dumb because you know palpatine arranged this whole mission to be rescued like he was or he's orchestrating like all this shit to where maybe everyone else does come off dumb kind of because he's making it that way because he is you know he's controlling he is like pulling the strings to everything and so he had to have them beat you know the droids and general grievous and all that to get things Mm. away he Need it to go and beat Count Dooku, which I never noticed this. Or, I mean, I always never understood this. Why, when, you know, Anakin cuts off Count Dooku's hands and he has him, like, execution style, ready to go, like... <laughs> and then Palpatine's, you know, like, kill him. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> never gets old. <laughs> Do it. But, like, why does Count Dooku just uh. look over at him and just, like, you know, because he didn't know Palpatine was going to have him killed... But he needs him taken care of because he's a loose end. So, like, why doesn't Count Dooku say, Palpatine is a Sith Lord, he's arranging all this? Like, he just stands, he just kneels there. Like, I'm like, yeah. come on, dude, say something. Maybe he's in shock because he just had his hands cut off. But, like, you know. I mean, yeah, would that be the first thing on your mind if you had your fucking hands cut off? <laughs> <laughs> to me, like, if I had my hands just cut off, I probably would be, like, in shock and I wouldn't even know what to say. Like, I'm about to get my head cut off. Like, I'm just going to be like, fuck it. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's all the blood loss. <laughs> it is. Well, no, because Star Wars lightsabers, they cauterize the wound immediately. Yeah. That's like getting really nerdy. Oh, I, I'm not that deep into the lore. Holy shit. It's not lore stuff. It's just basic physics. <laughs> fuck you. So that is the cool thing about lightsabers. <laughs> it immediately cauterizes the wound. So, but like awesome. talking about that and like Christopher Lee and all that, did you ever see that like behind the scenes thing of like Lord of the Rings where like Peter Jackson's talking about like Saruman being stabbed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> Christopher Lee's just being like, What is it? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't oh, yeah, go, um, Ah, I, when you get stabbed, the breath gets taken out of you. So he's like, He was explaining to Peter Jackson, like, This is what it sounds <laughs> yeah. like when somebody gets stabbed in the back because I've been to war and like I know what that sounds yeah. like. Literally, so it was fucking badass. Like, just like, oh yeah, I'm not pushing that awesome. any further. I feel like he was like applying that. True, he was probably well, applying all this, all these real war war tactics to Star Wars. He probably was. Like, you wouldn't be taught. He probably explained to George Lucas, like, I wouldn't be explaining to Palpatine. I just got my hands cut off. I'd be in like shock. I'd be in like. <laughs> it's weird to think that Christopher Lee died so recently. Like it was like yeah, what, he lived a long 2014, life. Dude was old. Yeah, man. He's a legend. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I really like that opening scene stuff. I like the fight, fight with Count Dooku. That's like the one Star Wars... That's the one prequel fight I do enjoy. Mm. Even if some of it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> I think consistently the best things about Revenge of the Sith are t- two things we can absolutely 
all agree on. Fucking Ewan McGregor and Ian McDermott. Yes. They are so good in them. They are so, so good. Obi-Wan is so cool and so interesting in um, Revenge of the Sith. I love most of the stuff with this character. I think the stuff where he's like trying to track down General Grievous kind of goes on a bit too long. Yeah. But their interactions are fun. They are. I really like those interactions. Yeah, I agree. And Ian McDermott is just like, he knows what movie he's in. Like when he's telling, you know, the tale of uh, fucking Darth Plague Darth is the wise. Yeah. <laughs> he just kept making me laugh the entire time. He's yeah. He's great. <laughs> that scene was so funny. He rides weird. like the perfect line between being a serious actor and like being just like hamming it up, you know, like, yeah. you know, just like knowing what movie he's in, like with the whole like, do it and like, no. No. I just love that shot of him on the floor like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking cool. Um, I'm just trying to see the plot points. Like, okay, so they rescue Palpatine. They come back. Uh, Anakin learns that Padme's pregnant. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is kind of funny that they have to keep their relationship, like, such a secret. Like, she's hiding behind this pillar, and he, like, goes over there, and, like, they're whispering. And, like... <laughs> like, Obi-Wan literally saw her bump, and he just, like, he didn't say anything. Yeah. And then later on when he's like, Anakin's the father, isn't he? It's like, well, who else would be? I mean, <laughs> could be Jar Jar. Could be Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he's so non-existent in the movie. <laughs> True. <laughs> he's fucking Anakin's wife, basically. <laughs> that's, where, that's why you never see him. Uh, I mean, at that point, Anakin's fucking, you know, he's blown to shit. So, like, if it came out a Gungan, they're like, oh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I didn't think you uh, fucking you're into that Padme, but okay. She comes out with these long ears. The baby comes out with just long floppy ears. Yeah. <laughs> just Natalie Portman's face in the middle. Oh god, that's disturbing. <laughs> Somebody needs to make that it's art. So disturbing. Like the fucking kid from men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tying it back to episode eleven. Let's go. <laughs> oh, bring it back to men. I'm trying to see any like things that really stand out. The, the parts that stand out the most to me are, like, the ending, really, honestly. I still think the ending, and I've always said this, like, it really does. It's, like, the most epic climax to, like, it's up there with, like, Return of the King ending, like, in terms of epicness for me. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm not a lot of people probably think that, but... It was so beautifully put together, just the whole transformation scene. I just it loved was. it. I'd, I'd agree with you until you compared it to fucking Return of the King. <laughs> well... Like, Return of the King is just so fucking emotional and cool. It but, is. But, like, the end... I was surprised by how much I genuinely loved the ending of Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. Like, it is perfect. Like, it was always predetermined. But, like, the way it came together was so satisfying and so just, it was epic. It was great. Because it, it is the thing that, like, feels, it, it's like what the whole prequel trilogy feels like it leads up to. Yeah. And then you finally get it and it's, like, it's one of the most, like, well-shot things in the entire trilogy. It's just, it's so beautifully mm -hmm. put together. I'm going to be honest, guys, I, 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 was, I was kind of tearing up a little watching last night. <laughs> which part? Oh. <laughs> the ending. I mean, like, which part of the ending? Because there is so much to the overall ending. Oh, um, like... Specifically, like the the very last scene when uh, Obi Wan is handing over Luke oh, to that scene. Owen and mm. what's his name? What's her name? I love that. I love yeah. it. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It is. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. The bit that actually fucking got me the most was when like fucking Palpatine and Vader are looking at the construction of the Death Star. That scene is so oh, it's fucking so cool. Good. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Where where I felt the most was the Darth Vader, Darth Vader like transformation, but also just you know, and and it's like it's been memed so much, and it's sometimes cheesy, I guess, but like just the conversation 
between Anakin and Ewan McGregor, like him and Kenobi, where they're just like in the lava and he's like, he's like falling apart basically. And like Ewan McGregor's just looking at him and he's like, fuck man. You are my brother, Anakin. Because I really, I really do feel their relationship. Like they were brothers. They were. I loved you. It's a little over the top, you know, people can say, but I don't care. Like it's. I, I don't care if it's over the top. I really loved that. Sorry, the only issue I have with that scene specifically is Anakin saying, I hate you. Really? But I think that's yeah, supposed that. to, I, I mean, that really like sets in stone though, like that shows that he's fully turned, you know, into something else. Like this is not Anakin anymore. This is Darth Vader. Like, you know, he, his mission is to find out want to kill him now. And I don't it's know. It's so weird within the last like two movies, how Anakin is just always complaining about Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop fucking whining, dude. Like, oh my God. Maybe that's why it feels so bad that he says like, I hate you because it's just like, it feels like a childish reaction. It's like, oh, I hate yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Another one of those. And it's like, come on. Yeah, man, he's always throwing up. tantrums and stuff. <laughs> going back to Attack the Clones a little, like the this, this scene I was talking about, like where Padme and Anakin are talking after anime. After anime. anime. <laughs> There's their <laughs> marriage anime. name. Anime. <laughs> it's <laughs> perfect after anakin kills tuscan raiders like he, when he's going on his rant like he blames obi-wan and it's just like what the fuck are you blaming obi-wan for this was your fault you piece of shit because no one else was there to blame i don't know if that was the sp- there was another scene though to where he's complaining about obi-wan to where he's like it's not fair and all that stuff and like that was a different scene i thought no it was it was after oh. like he killed the tuscan raiders oh, and yeah it was just like oh yeah if 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 Obi-Wan hadn't, like, sent us off, uh-huh. you know, to go into True. exile, basically, this wouldn't have happened. That sort of thing. R- the way he blames him is just like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, that's true. And I guess you, I guess you are right, Liam, in saying, like, yeah, maybe it is because of all of his pointless blaming of Obi-Wan that the hate, the I hate you does feel, like, really fucking stupid. Because I do think it's stupid. I really don't like that line. It feels like his character, like, is consistently very childish, which is the one of the biggest problems I have with the prequels. Like I Absolutely. wish that he actually felt like mm-hmm. he grew up, but he just didn't. Because like one of the one of the aims of the prequels is to make you believe that Anakin Skywalker was like he, he was supposed to be the person to bring balance to the force. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I never felt that while watching Attack of the Clones or like Revenge of the Sith. I didn't know why he kept being like I mean I know why like in Palpatine's point of view because it's like, of the he was the perfect... Yeah the Midichlorian count. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the <laughs> fuck yeah. up me. <laughs> midichlorians are kind of stupid i don't like how george lucas created midichlorians you you talk about fucking the cauterizing of the wound being an early early thing now you're talking about fucking midichlorians (laughs) fuck off it is a big part of the prequel so it's perffectly relevant to talk about it (laughs) yeah his midichlorian count was higher than like master yoda's i'm pretty sure yeah but um pretty crazy what was my point before liam interrupted me Hmm. fuck you i don't know (laughs) fuck you too um i i just never felt that anakin was like the guy that people said he was. And I think that is one of the biggest faults of the prequels. You were supposed to bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. Yeah, never, felt, never felt that. Yeah. Never felt that. I think world. they just had too much faith in him. Really? I just think that Palpatine just like, you know, he just manipulated him so easily. And he like, you know, was saying how great Anakin was and like, you're going to be stronger than even me one day and all this stuff to him. And, like, so, you know, Palpatine was just, like, groom- grooming him the whole time while, you know, meanwhile, the Jedi Council, not in a sexual way, uh, meanwhile, the Jedi Council, you know, they deny him the rank of master and then, like, Obi-Wan's, like, 
you know, going behind his back, talking to the Jedi about him. So, like, I see why he doesn't like the Jedi at the end of this and why he, you know, Palpatine's always been there for mm. him and all this stuff. Mm. But the only thing to bring yeah. it back to, this is one of the most pivotal scenes in the movie. Like, and it is really, if I was to criticize it at all, Anakin's turn from, so, like, you know, in this, this all happens so quickly to where Palpatine and Anakin are talking and then Palpatine starts talking about the dark side of the force and that like you know he basically reveals himself to be the Sith Lord and then Anakin goes to Mace Windu they he tells him that Palpatine's Sith Lord they go to arrest Palpatine he kills them all and then Anakin is like he goes back and forth between like no he must stand trial and then he throws Mace Windu out a fucking window and then he's like what have I done and then he's like I will obey you, Master. So, like, it's it's just back and forth between... Yeah. His change was really abrupt, I will admit. I, I do like that scene in general, I think. I do, too. I love it. But I just think, like, that all could have taken a bit... Like, it's... They really could have, like, taken their time a bit more with that. I think my biggest problem with that scene, though, and it's something that, like, I've kind of neglected to mention throughout, like, the first two, I think Samuel Jackson is, like, one of the worst miscastings ever. <laughs> Really? Genuinely. Because, like, this was kind of brought up in the Plinket review of, like, uh, the prequels mm-hmm. and all that. But think of, like, any performance you've seen of Samuel L. Jackson. He's always really animated. He's always putting a lot of energy into his performances. And to make him this, like, stoic Jedi master who's always, like, monotone, even, <laughs> it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like Samuel L. Jackson. It doesn't feel like he fit that role. But at this point, should we, I mean, are we just trying to view him as the character on his own? Or do we have to judge Samuel Jackson just because he's not acting like Samuel Jackson? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do we expect him to be like, motherfucker, and like all this stuff all the time? I get what you're saying. But like, I just think it is like a huge waste of potential. And I think, I, I just think he gave like a bad performance in general, honestly. I don't like Mace Windu at all. I, I think he could have been a lot better if like they left his character not dead and could have used him later. Because I feel like if they had something with Mace, Mace Windu like now come out, oh, then they I think still might do that. You never know. Like, there's, been... but I mean, he's fucking dead. Oh, he's fucking dead. <laughs> Darth Maul supposedly yeah. died, and they brought him back, so they can literally anybody that gets thrown down a shaft, it could come back. Yeah, like we never we never see his body; it just kind of flies across the screen. They did it with Darth Maul. They did it yeah, with Palpatine. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd hope that he comes back at some point. I feel kind of stupid for having this thought, but like, I think if they went with the original casting for Mace Windu, I think it might have been better. What's that? I don't know what that is. You definitely know Liam because you also listen to Jer. They mentioned it at one point. Oh, I forgot. Uh, uh, I initially, um, George Lucas wanted Tupac to play <laughs> Mace Windu. Ah, uh, yes, that actually yes, would have been cool, but. Yeah. I mean, when did Tupac die? Didn't he die in the 90s or no? Yeah, he died before. 97. Uh, he died, yeah, Phantom in 1997. Yeah. yeah. Damn. But when, when when he was, like, realizing the prequels or whatever, he did want Tupac to play Mace Windu. I would have liked that, actually. To, to be fair, <laughs> like, apparently Tupac is quite a good actor. So maybe that could have worked. <laughs> could have, yeah. That would have been cool. Overall, I mean, I'm, there's probably so much... Revenge of the Sith this packed so much with... Like all this different stuff that I'm probably forgetting to mention, but the ending is what sticks out to me. And I love pretty much everything about the ending from Obi-Wan and Anakin's fight, even though I do agree. At the the point to where it kind of starts dragging is after they clash and then the lava shoots up behind them and it's this epic fucking shot. Like it's incredible. Yeah. That That's up cool until shot. that point, 
after that point, I can see how it drags, like how they're sw- <laughs> they're climbing up the tower, they're swinging from those lines and like doing like jousting with the lightsabers. It gets so ridiculous that fight, but I'm all for it. I don't care. Like it's fun. I think the part I hate the most about that scene is when they're they're, they're kind of like gliding along the lava on those like whatever fucking contraptions <laughs> they are. I mean, I know I know it, I know it leads up to Anakin on like the bank of the lava or whatever. I do, I do enjoy what it leads up to, but like that whole scene where they're just kind of like gliding along lava on those fucking metal it things. It does just go yeah. on too long. Yeah, I. That's the bit. Like, if they took it out, I would probably just like that scene overall. But I think as it is, it's yeah, it's a little overrated in my opinion. Uh, I love it though. I mean, and I also love Yoda and Palpatine's fight too. I do think that's pretty epic, and I just love how they put the duel of fates over like they just i love how they brought back the duel of fates theme from the darth maul fight and put it in the background i i I like the concept of palpatine versus yoda but i hate the choreography (laughs) yeah it's a bit like the the the, the idea the idea of the ultimate good versus the ultimate evil like that makes sense Mm -hmm. but like i hate i hate yoda fucking flipping around the place it's so stupid yeah oh and then my last thing about the ending oh and i also have to say my little green friend. I love that line from Palpatine. <laughs> so dumb, but like it's fucking hilarious. And also, like Liam said, I love the shot of when it's the parallel between Vader being operated on the operating table and then cut right to Padme being operated. It's like they're both suffering, but for different reasons. Like it's beautiful. Yeah, it's like one's like the death of life, and the other's yeah. like the birth of life. You know, so it's like it's cool. It is so it's like cool. it is really poetic. Finally, George Lucas made something truly poetic. Also, just just a quick thing, like um, but because you like mentioned Duel of Fates okay. quite a lot, like I I'll listen to that afterwards. But I want you to listen to A Long Ride Ahead by Michael Giacchino. Is it to is that to a movie? Is that it's probably Rogue One. I think that's a fucking fantastic oh, okay. opening track. Yeah. I just want you to listen to that song. That's all. Anyway, so that's my thoughts on the ending, and I guess I'll just wrap up my overall thoughts before you can go ahead, Keelan. But overall, yet another five out of five. I fucking love just everything about it. It it really is the more objectively good prequel out of all of them, and it's my favorite. It's my fourth favorite Star Wars movie, right behind the original trilogy. It's the most rewatchable Star Wars movie for me. I could throw it on any time, like even over the originals. It's not my, I mean, I'm not saying it's better than the originals, but anyway, you know I love it, so that's my thoughts. Uh, what, what, was, what was I going to say? I, th- I think there are some things we kind of glossed over, but like I'll just keep it brief or whatever. The Order 66 oh, scene, fuck, we didn't I totally mention forgot to all. mention that. That is, I'm glad you mentioned that. That is one of, I, I don't fully like it but i think it's one of the coolest ideas in star wars and i think the the opening of it where like palpatine is calling cody and he's just like execute order 66 and whatever it's really well done and it's fucking harrowing the music is so heavy too like the music is like such an emotional piece of music and like it's sad like it's a really sad sequence is that you'll you'll have to remind me because i'm blanking right now basically the death of all the jedi yeah this is when palpatine says execute order 66 and then like and then obi-wan gets shot into the pool and yeah it's all montage oh yeah that i remember like when we were outside the theater afterwards i I mentioned that it's like it reminds me so much of deathly hallows part two (laughs) yeah like how there's just that shot of like you know yeah everything being fucking destroyed and shit and Mm -hmm. it's just like really emotional music like i (laughs) felt that when i was watching revenge of the sith and i was surprised because i was like this is actually getting me right now it's fucking great the one part of that scene i don't like is when they kill the twi'lek 
the twilight. Oh, oh yeah, that's a bit awkward. Like the way she falls. That was a bit awkward because yeah. she almost starts falling before she even gets shot, and she's just kind of looking around, like, like you know, confused. And yeah, but they really lay into her. They just keep shooting and shooting. Like they do not stop. <laughs> like. Why did they need so many fucking clones to kill her? <laughs> yeah. Like, they just surround her and just, like, start open fire. They really got to make sure that they're dead. I don't know. But for me, the one that really... The one that hits me the most out of all those Jedi deaths is... Um, no, I'm like, what's the guy? I know his name. The guy with the big, tall head who's like, what about the attack on the Wookiees? I, I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, but, but like, the guy great. with the really tall head. Um, and he was, like, fighting. Then that's the one that gets me because he's like, come on. And he's, like, leading the fight. And then he just looks behind him and he's like, what the fuck? It's like, that's the one that hits <laughs> yeah. me the most for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, like, like I was saying, I love that. And I don't like the Twilight death, but I think the thing that like nearly fucking kills it for me, you, you know what I'm going to say, the younglings. <laughs> oh, oh, we have to mention the younglings. We can't go this episode without mentioning the fucking younglings. That, that is one of the funniest fucking things in Star Wars. <laughs> it it's funny, but I love it. <laughs> Master Skywalker, there's too many of the them. Reason that, I'm pretty sure the reason everyone says this, that when Obi-Wan covers his mouth after saying not even the younglings survived then he covers his mouth because he was trying not to laugh like you and mcgregor could, like was trying not to laugh when he said that the, the performance of that kid as well like obviously nothing against the kid but like it's so fucking bad yeah <laughs> it's brilliant but like the shot of just like anakin just extending his hand and then he ignites the saber <laughs> just the saber yeah uh, and okay, sorry, there's so many moments to mention, but that just reminds me when he slaughters the Trade Federation and Newt Gunray and all them. That's fucking badass, too. I love that part when Anakin's slaughtering all them. Like I was saying, it was more like unintentionally funny to me, but like I can see why you can think that. I just thought the edit was like really funny. Yeah, I can see it now. I can kind of see it. <laughs> okay, sorry, one more. I saw him, a footage of him killing younglings. <laughs> and then it just covers his mouth like that is hilarious oh my god anyway no he wouldn't do that no he wouldn't do that uh so yeah there's so many moments yeah i i i guess we've covered most of it so for the most part yeah will we will we wrap it up yeah there? did you need to give your closing thoughts i don't know if you guys both did already yeah. like your score and everything i um i don't think we did um i guess who, 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 who will i go first i'll go first um yeah i i I, i'm very mixed on revenge of the sith it's the one prequel that i can i can see why people love it it's the one prequel where like okay yeah it makes sense why this is the one that people latch on to but there's just so much stuff in it that i wish wasn't there but in at the same time like there are so many great star wars moments like i'm pleasantly surprised that i liked it more on a rewatch even though i still give a kind of like a lowerish score but I, I, I probably would rewatch it. Like, there's a lot of great moments. There's a lot of things I love about it. But yeah, it's just kind of frustrating. But the ending is fucking fantastic. The ending is like the best thing about it. It's the best thing about the prequels. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to give it a four out of ten. Yeah. It's closer to it's closer to a five. It is very close to a five. But I can't go quite that far. It doesn't feel right. I haven't like reviewed it yet or anything like that. But I'm sort of around an eight, I would say. Really? Nice. Yeah, I do really like it. Like, especially just like you said, the ending, it is pretty much the best thing in the prequels <laughs> yeah. in my eyes. And there's so many moments that just actually got me. And I don't know, like, even though it, 
There are really fucking hilarious parts and really goofy parts that you're probably not supposed to find funny, but it's it's just enjoyable. So, like, if I'm laughing and I'm having a good time and I'm getting emotional at some things, then it's a good movie. There you go. Yeah. So, I can completely understand that. Like, I, I'm very happy that both you love it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good seeing it in theaters, It too. was great seeing it in theaters. Um, yeah, I, be- I bet that helped. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay, overall thoughts on the prequel trilogy. Just as a trilogy, it's a mix of nostalgia and my love for Star Wars and love for the world and my dozens and dozens of rewatches of these movies that have made me just continue loving them. So, overall, it is a perfect trilogy in my heart. I'm not saying objectively it's a perfect trilogy, but to me, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what more to say. Like, you know, I love it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. On, on rewatch, I could kind of appreciate most of it more. I appreciate that there's a vision there, and I, pr- I appreciate what George Lucas was trying to do. But it, I, I don't find it all that enjoyable. I mean, I enjoy watching Phantom Menace, kind of. Revenge of the Sith, I would probably go and revisit. But the fact that I hate Attack the Clone so much kind of takes away from my overall experience with the trilogy. Like, like, like we heard, I had nothing nice to say about Attack of Clones, really. <laughs> Other than Christopher Lee. Other than Christopher Lee, because he is just... And Kit Fisto. Oh, yes. But, um... Yeah, um... I, I, I... You know, if you like the prequels, I'm very happy for you, but I don't like them overall. And I'm giving it a 2 out of 10. Overall? Okay. <laughs> That's not bad. I mean, it is bad, but not... Are we doing scores for the entire trilogy? If you want. No, I just felt like... I felt like doing it. Oh, well, I'm probably not gonna, because um, I I have no idea how I would do Just that have to anyway. Do the math, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, it's it's just like I I love the ideas that were in there. Like the groundwork is like really really good, but it's just some of the execution was pretty fucking bad in some places. I think, but. Overall, like, it's something that I enjoy, like, as an overall story. I think it's really cool. And a lot of those great ideas came into play in the third one, and I like that they did, but it's just the setup is really rough for me. Yeah, but that's yeah. fair. That is very fair. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's the prequels. Okay. That's we the prequels. It. Yeah, so. We a did a really it. long discussion about the prequels. Hold yeah. <laughs> just what I needed for my Thursday, uh, sun, uh, Sunday afternoon. Thursday. <laughs> Even though... <laughs> my head is all over the place (laughs) even though to be honest like you could easily spend an hour on each movie talking about each so we did pretty good time wise still especially with all the other stuff we talked about yeah yeah so um before we go into Mm -hmm. questions i need to be okay i i might as well too because i've been just chugging water so i'm the one with a bladder of steel this time All right, I think we got like seven questions overall. We can okay. uh, blow through them pretty quick, I'm sure. I think some of them we probably talked about because um, they're all about the prequels. Yeah, most of prequel yeah. related. So, uh, all right, let's get into listener questions. <laughs> Still the most awkward intro to a segment. I like it's it. whatever. <laughs> I mean. I like all your intros. <laughs> I love the Quinn disclaimer. I love the listener <laughs> questions. I love the spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The spoilers, which we didn't even. I mean, I'll probably say like we're spoiling all the prequels because we didn't even say that, but we spoiled the shit out of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was going to say like right when we did the first one and then I was like, I just didn't say it. <laughs> I'll just say it in the disclaimer. 
but okay uh first one i've got is from brian loves film i honestly have no clue how you watch attack of the clones without getting sleepy <laughs> i agree <laughs> i mean i knew you yeah you'd agree. i i wouldn't say it's, it makes me sleepy phantom menace it's definitely makes me not sleepy. a boring movie like yeah phantom menace would be the closest to making me sleepy too but yeah there you go um <laughs> I can't yeah. answer that question, unfortunately. Because <laughs> you don't know why it makes you sleepy. Can you answer it, Quinn? Answer what? The I honestly have no clue. Yeah. How you watch Attack of the Clones? I mean, I don't know either. I just love. I just love it. There you go. Um, it's exciting <laughs> watching Anakin jump off of that ship and then fall down, and it's fucking exciting. Anyway, <laughs> next I've got two questions from Sir Tone underscore reviews. First one is best moment of all the prequels. Well, I think we all kind of agreed it'd probably be like the overall finale of Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah. 15 minutes or so of Revenge of the Sith, yeah. Yeah, if you can count that as one moment. Primarily the Darth Vader transformation for me. Other than the... No! No. <laughs> the big no. Yeah, that was a little bit over the top, but <laughs> I love it still. Yeah, just the whole finale of Revenge of the Sith is probably the best. Honorable mention goes to the Darth Maul fight. I do love the Darth Maul fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, honorable mention? Um, the Younglings. Oh, yeah, the Younglings. Of course. <laughs> Killing Younglings. I just, I get they couldn't have shown it on screen, but they man, should've. I always just wondered how he did it. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. showed, they, showed, <laughs> just they showed George Lucas's kid getting killed. <laughs> Wait, you, know that, you know that kid that tried to... Oh, that was his that kid, was a, the guy that... Was that the kid that Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, but he was like a teenager, it looked like, at least. Still kill- <laughs> the other kids were like toddlers, so like you can't really kill innocent toddlers on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, just make a different, make an R-rated cut of it. Make like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> release the younglings cut. Just honorable mention to any Watto appearance. That's true. That oh, is true. Yeah. Actually, I, actually, oh yeah, I if you forgot even, to mention, he comes back and attacks the clones. I, didn't, yeah, I, didn't, I actually wanted me. to say that because Keelan like said to me when I was watching Attack of the Clones, I sent him a picture of Watto in Attack of the Clones, and he said to me, and I quote, "That's not Watto. That's a shell of Watto." <laughs> <laughs> he is kind of a shell of himself. He is. He's got like the beard that grows, like the beard that he didn't have. I hate Attack of the Clones, like, Watto. I was so excited to see him, but then Keelan shut down my excitement <laughs> immediately. <laughs> It's not one. That is not one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, he also asked, if made today, who would you cast for the Anakin and Obi-Wan? If you had to recast Anakin and Obi-Wan, if it was made today. Timothy Chalamet and Ian McGregor. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Oh, my God. How did I know somebody would say Timothy Ew. Chalamet? That's, that'd be terrible. No. Ew. No, come no. on. Timothy Chalamet is a great actor. Just... No, he can't play Anakin. <sighs> I was joking. Nah, but like, I just, yeah, I can't. Yeah. He gets too <laughs> much hate. He gets way too much hate. I don't even know why. I don't I don't hate him or anything, but I don't think he can play Anakin. <laughs> it was, it was a I joke. just think he's kind of overrated. But Who's like a good um, young actor that could play Anakin well? If I'm being serious. Not, not child Anakin. That's hard. Child Anakin... Jacob Tremblay. No, not Charles Anakin. <laughs> Jacob Tremblay's uh, not a kid anymore. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, go back a few years, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that would have been terrible. I hate Jacob Tremblay. Really? Jacob Tremblay's not bad. <laughs> I just don't he's, like he's him. He's awesome in the room. I don't know. 
I yeah, like Doctor Sleep. Great. I don't. Oh, I haven't seen Room. To be fair, I haven't seen Room, so maybe he's I don't good. like Doctor Sleep that much. But he is so fucking good in the scene he's in. He's like really fucking good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and I'm glad it, it, that was a satisfying scene for me, seeing him get stabbed. <laughs> but, but yeah. Oh, spoilers for Doctor Sleep. My God, I hope you can't hear that dog barking. That's annoying. I. I I, I don't think anyone else could do Obi-Wan better than Neil McGregor, even though I don't like him in the first two. I don't think he can get mm-hmm. better than I agree. him in Revenge of the Sith. He is the closest to a young Alec Guinness, like he really is. And he's, from what I've seen of the show, he still pulls it off really well. Oh, yeah. He's even closer to Alec Guinness, like, in oh, yeah. the show. Like, he really is. I just realized, like, yeah. if, if the prequels are made today, Anakin would probably be played by, like, Tom Holland. <laughs> I was going to say that. Oh, God. Too short. He's too short to be Darth Vader. No, but he would just like, like. I'm just saying, Tom Holland gets like every role now. <laughs> just... Oh, that's true. That's true. That or Chris Pratt could play Obi Wan then. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. You would know Chris Pratt now. would. Chris Pratt would just voice Darth Vader. He wouldn't play him. He just voice him. Chris Pratt as Obi Wan. <laughs> just describing onward. That oh. had fucking Tom Holland. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I totally forgot they were in a movie together. Oh my god. Wow. Pete Davidson. I really don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna stick with Hayden Christensen and Obi and Ewan McGregor. Even though people hate on Hayden Christensen, I just, I still love him. I don't know. I feel like if it was made today, I feel like someone like Lucas Hedges would be Anakin. Oh, I'm not, oh, a, I'm not yeah. a big fan of Lucas Hedges, but I feel like yeah. he is the Anakin type. I can imagine him delivering all those lines. I don't know. He probably yeah. could. How about uh that one? What's the, who's the kid from Fighting with My Family? That kid. Oh, Jack Loudon. <laughs> Jack Loudon. Get Jack. I'd rather have Jack Loudon than Lucas Hedges. He's honestly. a good actor. He's a really good actor. Yeah. I mean, I've only seen him in Fighting yeah. with My Family, but he was really good in that. And Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Get anybody but Harry Styles. Don't get Harry Styles to play oh, Anakin. God. I will throw myself out of this window in front of me <laughs> if, if I see Harry Styles on screen one more time. I've been to your place. You would only be seriously injured and. That's not enough. You'll still have yeah. to sit through it. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård could be a cool Anakin. I know he doesn't have like the. Oh, he could if yeah. he was. Yeah, I think he could do it. He actually because he gives off that weird, creepy vibe. Yeah, that would make sense. You know, in my opinion, I think think you and McGregor should always be Kenobi, absolutely. But like mm-hmm. a, another good choice possibly could be Michael Fassbender. I think. Yeah, maybe. I guess maybe. So. Yeah. He uh, yeah. could suit that. I yeah. think. I mean, like, I've never seen Michael Fassbender be bad in a movie, so... Not even fucking Dark I just Dark think he Phoenix. could suit that vibe. Not even what? Not even Dark Phoenix. He was bad in. Have you watched The Snowman? <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch The Snowman. I am not going to, to preserve my perfect... <laughs> my idealized version of Michael Fassbender. The Snowman is fucking crazy, but... Yeah. I'm, assuming, I'm assuming you listened to episode 15, right? Yes... Did you hear him go on about the snowman? I did. I, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm a fake fan. <laughs> Damn, dude. Fake fan. Fake fan. <laughs> I haven't even listened to the episode before this yet. Oh, true. Because well, that's out not yet. out yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, was okay. it was a joke. It was a joke. Yep. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it as I was saying it. Next time I come on, you know, I'll watch the snowman and we can talk about Harry Hole. <laughs> yeah. Harry Hole. It'll be a snowman slash Star Wars sequel conversation <laughs> well okay is that it for that question yeah tom cruise okay. shut up <laughs> tom cruise <laughs>
Uh, like he could, he could, play, he could play either of them. Let him have Shut it. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> Miles Teller. Oh yeah, Miles Teller as Anakin actually wouldn't be terrible. Top Gun Maverick. Honestly. Top Gun Maverick is just modern prequels. That is the modern version of the prequels. <laughs> we this need to stop bringing up Top Gun oh Maverick. <laughs> um, okay, which which prequel film is the worst and why? I've explained. You th- yeah, you've definitely explained. Um, like I'm Attack st- of the Clones. I'm, I'm still Phantom Menace. Uh, none of them are the worst. They're all masterpieces. Come on, no, if you had to pick, pick one, if you I did. Pick, you did this for me. I didn't want to say a worst of Harry Potter, but you made me say. Honestly, it. it's really hard because Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace really do go. They're even. They're so tied for me that I don't know. Well, I mean, seeing as you're not a big fan of like the whole pod race sequence, you could say Attack of the Clones. Yeah, better. I could. I at the. At the moment, I will say Phantom Menace, just because I'd rather go back and rewatch Attack of the Clones. Quinn's on my if side. I had to choose, but I mean, it's literally by a hair, like by the tiniest hair. <laughs> if 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 you skip to this part of the video, I will give my opinion. Uh, Attack of the Clones because it's the worst movie ever made, and that is my reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, <clears throat> the last question that I got, and then there's two from Liam, but um, the last question that I got was from Rod Movies. Oh, which, which, by the way, the last question was from Movies That Don't Suck. I don't know if I said that. This last question I got was from Rod Movies. He said, I do have a question, Quinn. How dare you? How dare I? Right. It's a good question. Yeah. That's um, not a question. That's a statement. Thank you, Rod Movies. Well, he put a question mark at the end, so it kind of reads like, how dare you? Ah. Not how dare you. I don't know. Um, I guess it is more of a statement. Thanks for the question. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know that I have an unpopular opinion here. Then I'll read off the two that Liam got from Stillian Billion, a.k.a. Chandra. She asked... What do you all think influenced George Lucas to create Star Wars? Well, I I know what influenced him because I'm like Star Wars in like, general. Yeah, yeah, um, like fucking well, Rashomon, Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, like Akira Kurosawa specifically, like not even just yeah, the Hidden Fortress. Yeah, I was just about to say yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one in particular that inf- influenced him the most. And like Akira Kurosawa did like did the original swipe edit, you know, like the iconic Star Wars swipe like he was doing that before him. So, yeah, definitely that's a big thing. And also he's talked about like how like those old like sci fi serial like shows those. I don't know what they were called. Was it Buck Rogers or something? I think that's something that's probably something like that. But just like old like stuff like that. Um, But mainly Akira Kurosawa. So, yeah. I can't wait for this next question. Yeah, I saved the best for last. <laughs> old from old child support. My good friend. Ask him why he is a rat. I don't know what that means. Is this between you guys? I don't know. It's. it's um, is, is it referring to you or me, Liam? It's referring to you. Um, I I, I don't know. He's 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 not fella. He's not fella. That old child support. <laughs> he's the one who asked us that weird like SpongeBob question. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. What was the SpongeBob question? How many how many times is too much when it comes to rewatching uh, the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water? I mean, <laughs> that's that's an odd question. So, so why are you a rat though? Well, I suppose in his point of view, I'm kind of I'm bad at CS:GO. 
I'm I'm very I'm very annoying, annoying to an, 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 an incredible degree. I, I don't know. You'd, you'd have to ask him yourself. Maybe bring him on as a guest one day. Fuck no! Oh my god. <laughs> I've seen his Twitch streams. I don't want him on here. <laughs> his Twitch streams are good. What would he even fucking talk about? He's putting an effort now. He's role playing. He would just advertise his Twitch streams the entire time. That's all he'd do. I mean, you have the power as editor. True. <laughs> I'll just cut him out completely. Yeah, True. just ha- just have him as a guest and just like he- he's not in it. <laughs> we answer the listener questions on his behalf as well. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the last question. So what a banger to end on. I know. Time to wrap this this up. We had a great conversation about the prequels. I'm glad that we have all sorts of you know. I love it. I'm on the far this far end. Liam, you were in the middle. You kind of helped both sides, and then yeah, you know, Keelan, you're still not the biggest fan, but that's fine. Um, just say you hate me and get it over with. <laughs> no, I'm not one of those Star Wars fans. <laughs> I try not to be one of those Star Wars fans, but. Yeah, thank you for joining us again, second time. Return, return of the Jedi. Hey, hey, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, it's a pleasure as always. The shit Irish Jedi. <laughs> that, that 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 hurt me. <laughs> there hasn't been an Irish Jedi. That'd be a good idea. That wouldn't make any sense. Liam Neeson you know. is Irish. Oh yeah, he <laughs> shit. So there has been an Irish Jedi. Never mind. <laughs> okay. As always, you can find me at Views by Quinn on all the social medias, mainly Instagram and Letterboxd. You can check the link trees in the description of the episode to find links to all that. Uh, what, what about Keelan? Is there anywhere they can find you? You can find me on Letterboxd, Only Shallow. You can find me on Serialized, Only Shallow. And you can f- find me on Music Board, Only Shallow. I will link those in the description for everyone. Yeah. Hell yeah. They can see my horrible opinions. They're pretty bad. Um, you Liam can find me at fuck off what you can find me at movies music me on pretty much everything and uh, go to the link tree in the description if you want specifics yeah that's about it and uh, please mm-hmm. don't forget to rate the podcast on Spotify we appreciate it very much five stars if you please or any platform whatever platform you're on Apple Podcasts true whatever YouTube you can't rate but you can like yeah true <laughs> like and subscribe yeah, I still uh, don't think I've rated the podcast. Yeah, what the fuck is up with that? You've been on here twice and you haven't even rated. <laughs> oh wait, no, I have. Oh, you have. Cool. Yeah, I rated three stars. No, you didn't. I did. You didn't because we're still I... at five stars. <laughs> See, I told you, Liam, this would happen eventually. Somebody would be like, "Not at five stars anymore." Who knew that he'd betray us like that? I know, it's like freaking Anakin betraying uh, Obi-Wan. You were my brother, Keelan. You were my brother. <laughs> Supposed to bring bra- balance to the Yeah, No, No, Yeah podcast. <laughs> well, Liam, it's now it's now 4.7 out of 5. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, fuck. What the fuck is up with that? <laughs> you asshole. That is just terrible. All right, well, uh, that's about it. So thanks for listening for this long. And peace out, bitches! That, that started off well. I hit some different octaves in that one. Yeah, that was very different. I like it. Switching it up. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Never gets old. Do it.